I'm Aaron Armstrong. I'm Pete Moran. And we love to watch. We love to watch. Would love to announce that we have joined the Dinosaur Task Force. First things first, I'm a robot with Gamora in my brain. I'm breathing fire like I'm the man. I'm a robot dinosaur. Oh, I'm a robot dinosaur. Oh, second thing second, don't you tell me I can't be King Kong. I'm the one with metal in my veins, the killer of the monsters. Oh, I'm the killer of the monsters. Oh. I was made from a dino skull, taking my superpowers to the masses, terrorizing for the few that look at me, took at me, shook at me, feeling me, singing from heartache to Hong Kong, taking my metal from the veins, speaking my lessons from robot brains, seeing the beauty through the pain. Science has made me, made me a robot, robot, pain. It break me down and build me up a robot. Are we going to announce robot. it? Uh, we would love to announce it. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if it was one of those, like, we'd love to, we're not accepted for a variety of <laughs> good notably, reasons. Notably, we are neither um, dinosaur expert, experts nor policemen in Japan. Or marine biologists. Um, I wouldn't go that far. I am. You're a marine, marine biologist. Biolo- I mean, yeah. you, you by association are a marine biologist. Yeah, I got a contact degree. That's true. Uh, but yeah, where we love to watch our movie podcast, we pick a theme, we do movies over the course of that month around that theme, and we're in our third week of our super size, size does matter, uh, double month, where we are going through a selection, only selection, even with nine episodes, Peter, we can really only go through a selection of the Godzilla films. Uh, we're in our uh, second week of kind of, uh, a, a, a smattering of the Showa series. We're going to wrap that up today before we move on to uh, some other some other Godzilla series, some other related movies. Uh, but uh, there's 15 movies in the Showa series, and we are officially uh, have after today we'll have covered a third of them. Although we have watched more than that, because here's the thing about Godzilla movies. They're a lot of fun, especially once you start watching. We talked about it last week that there's almost an aggregate quality where as you keep watching them, you're like, I could go for another hour and a half of Godzilla action. Um, um, as a newbie, they absolutely they absolutely have a why not another quality. Yeah. Um, where I was like, not really into Godzilla versus Gigan, but it's a Godzilla movie that Godzilla is in. Yeah. It has Godzilla fights. So it already gets a passing score. The but and I was like, man, I can't wait to see what they do next. Like I, I despite being kind of middling on the movie, I was like, oh man, what are these people going to come up with next? Yeah, we 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 talked about that. Get her again? We, yeah, we we <laughs> guy guy never comes back back again. Um, back, back, uh, we, back again. Or wait, no, maybe he does. Maybe he does come back in Megalon. It's been a while since I've seen Megalon. I think he comes back in Megalon. Now that I'm saying it out loud, but we're we're gonna get there. Uh, but we we talked a little bit about that last last week where we kind of left off in the show a series. So our official entry we covered was um, Invasion of the Astro Monster, uh, which is the sixth entry in the show a series. And the thing about that movie, it's where the studio Toho decided we can't. This was they did this a little bit in uh, in, in Ghidorah, the three head monster, the film that came before. But they they were very much like we realize we can't keep having these like 
plots that are f- just fully baked into what Godzilla is doing and associating w- uh, with the monsters in that way. So, like, in King Kong versus Godzilla, you have uh, the characters that are bringing King Kong aboard or just people that are affected by Godzilla's rampage. And then you end up kind of with similar things in Godzilla versus Mothra a little bit. And Ghidorah, and they're like, we, we can't keep that up. We can't just have plots that are based on how people are affected by our monsters because it's going to turn the human characters boring. And also this, there was like a studio at ahead at Toho who really was just like, I'm also sick of seeing these scientists just go, Oh my God, look at this. We've discovered this again. Here it comes. It was, it was becoming boring for everyone involved. And so invasion of the Astro monster is the first one, uh, which we covered in detail last week. That was like, we need to really focus on having a plot that, we can add Godzilla in too. We want to make a, a a movie focused on something that draws people in regardless of Godzilla. And then Godzilla and other monsters will be added in. And so they have this plot about these aliens that live on planet X who are trying to sneakily conquer Earth. Aliens become that, – that was a good jumping off point for our kind of phase two, I think. Because Peter, as I'm sure you've noticed, uh, even <laughs> – for an, in a hundred percent of the movies that you've watched since then, uh, aliens have become a big part of this. I feel like every movie, the answer is aliens. I think I'm, some of them uh, are not aliens, um, but a lot of them, a lot of them are aliens, uh, and and even sometimes it's uh, it's like. Not aliens, but what if it's a, a, a race of, of people that live under the sea? <laughs> like, you know, they're, they're really they're really trying to, to figure out how to make interesting movies. But it, it does. It becomes, I think, you know, I, I think all three of these movies represent um, kind of diff- almost different genres and different tones and different ideas. And all of them still feature Godzilla in a pivotal role in the, in the movie. So that's – I mean I think that's what – I think you've discovered. And I'm, I was really happy to see how much that you end up watching. Uh, so officially today we're covering Godzilla vs. Gigan and Terror of Mechagodzilla, which is the 15th movie in the series and also the last in the Showa era. Peter and I both also watched Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla. I'm glad we did too because I forgot how much – uh, Terror of, Me- of Mechagodzilla really is a direct sequel. Now, I believe you watched them in reverse order. I just did in it, case I you did it again. It. Yeah. Um, there I go again. Um, I Oops. The last week I did um, <laughs> Astro Monster, and then I was like, I should find out more about this King Ghidorah fella. Um, and then I went and watched Where Ghidorah. was his coronation? Who were his subjects? <laughs> I watched... I watched like nine hours of movies with Ghidorah in it, and I don't know how he's a king. I mean, I know he's like gold plated, but um, I uh, didn't vote for you. <laughs> like, king I don't even know who he rules over because he. I mean, he he, he fails every around. time. That's that's <laughs> the problem. Like, he just never succeeds. He's he's a king trying to get subjects. Just a he's king, like a king trying king to find his three headed queen. He's a king getting candidate. foiled. Yeah. But yeah, he uh, similar to that. I watched uh, Gigan, and then um, <clears throat> actually it perfectly mirrors what we did last week. And then I watched Terror of Mechagodzilla, loved it, and I was like, let's find out more about uh, Mechagodzilla, uh, see see uh, more of their first fight. And um, I ended up 
actually being extremely positive on both uh, Terror of Mechagodzilla and um, Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla, even though it's kind of the end of the that particular. Oh era. yeah, they're 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 the best. I mean, Terror of Mechagodzilla, I think, is the best show of movie after the first one, which is why I was really like, we need to figure out a way to get that one in. And then uh, Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla is fantastic, too. I actually think, like, looking over my rankings, that, like, those would be my two favorite that come after uh, Invasion of the Astro Monster and would be in the top five of Showa, both of them. So it, they, it, The only problem is yeah. I liked both Mechagodzilla movies so much that it kind of fucked up my grading curve where I was like, Astro Monster, it's a five-star movie. It's incredible. And then I saw both the Mechagodzilla yeah. movies. And I was like, Astro Monster, really good movie. Yeah. <laughs> like every, everything got pumped down uh, a tier, a star, what, what have you, in terms of recognition. Because I was like, oh, they could have given me that. Like, every yeah, movie, I mean, they could have given me that. All right. Yeah. I, I think, like, I love... Uh, it'd be interesting for you to go back and watch uh, Hedorah or Smog Monster now, too, at some point. Just I think I'd really like it because of how fucked up I remember it. It is. Being. It's so... Like, it's it's one of the... There's, there's like, three or four I, from the Showa area I give five stars to, and it's 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 Terror of Mechagodzilla, the original, Hedorah, and uh, I think maybe Mothra or something. Like, it's 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 really, really... It's really good. It's really good. But I bet you'd have more appreciation for it even now. And I know you liked it quite a bit uh, back then as well. And I, I am really glad to hear, you know, we we essentially we started originally doing only two show movies. Uh, we were just we were just going to do uh, King Kong versus Godzilla and Invasion of the Astro Monster. And Zach, when we were talking about that for for a guest, part of the reason we were only going to do two and I had a really tough time picking those two. Was because Peter, I knew that you were not as into Godzilla as I was, and I'm like, I can't make him watch, you know, ten movies in Showa in the Showa era. So I'm just gonna do, we're gonna do two, and then Zach, our guest from last week, was like, you can't just do two because the Showa era really changes, you know, about halfway through. It really feels like two two phases from like. We need to just have, you know, the the change that we talked about to like trying to make movies uh, that have their own connected plot featuring Godzilla as opposed to like just Godzilla movies with human characters as bystanders. So I, I was like, OK, we'll throw in one of the sillier ones to get a contrast with Gigan, but I like one of the better, not boring, silly ones. Um, and then I didn't want to watch three movies in a week. And I'm like, well, why don't we split up Showa into two and then we'll do two each. And then I can throw in Terror of Mechagodzilla finally, which I really wanted to do. And then, yeah, like hinted at, hey, you know, if you have time, uh, you could do three each week. You don't have to. No, you're not legally obligated. No, no worries. Peter, don't, don't, don't get mad at me. Don't yell at me. <laughs> Um, but I'm but glad, like I mean, you kind of knew, I think you probably knew I would catch the bug a little bit, not to the extent you have it, but at least to be like, like if, if, <clears throat> if I'm enjoying myself enough to, um, have committed, uh, to this summer, uh, that I'd be like, yeah, I'll, I'll check out what else is. is, is I feel like though, world. like we've talked about, like the anchor in this summer was really like, I knew you like Shin Godzilla. I know you like Godzilla 2014. I think, you, at the very least, you'll want to talk about Godzilla King of the Monsters because uh, we love to watch favorite director. Like, I, I, I know you like Pacific Rim. 
Uh, like, I felt like either I've been way. I've Final Wars for about 15 years. Yeah, like, well, I knew we were going to, and it, that's new to me, which will be fun to share for the first time. So, like, I, I felt good enough just saying, like, we're going to get to some good stuff. But the thing is, like, if you don't like the show movies, you know, it's, I didn't want to, I didn't want to make it that you were watching six of them. And that's what ended up happening because you, you experience that feeling, uh, maybe not to the extent as like a 14 year old does, but like that, that feeling of like, fuck, I want to keep watching these. Uh, the feeling of, uh, you know, a junior high kid trying to watch a movie marathon on a, on a lazy Sunday afternoon because they are really like fun to see what, what happens next. What are they going to try to do next? And so, uh, I'm glad that you you enjoyed them. It was it was great to see when I saw your letterbox and that you'd given Terror of Mechagodzilla five stars because that is a fantastic movie uh, and I think a really good capper to this era, especially that you know Honda comes back and kind of gives a it wasn't intended to be a swan song. We'll talk about that, but ultimately gives a swan song to uh, to the Showa era that kind of I think is the only other movie that really hits the kind of like sad depressing. Uh, tone that uh, that the original Godzilla does not to the extent, but it like it, it, it does, does have a giant metal Godzilla. Does have a giant metal Godzilla that shoots laser eyes? That are I mean, in fairness, the funky. first Godzilla has a giant uh, monster Godzilla that shoots flame breath. So for some reason, flame breath is is less silly than than these uh, multicolored uh, Lisa Frank. Rainbow. Uh, I mean, only one of them is theoretically possible. <laughs> well, also one of them has an established established precedent with dragons and stuff. Oh yeah, <clears throat> the um, the other I've, one I forgot the dragons dragon are real with laser yeah. eyes before. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's just kind of get into before we actually get into the movie. Let's talk a little bit about where where Godzilla is at. So we last left him at Invasion of the Astral Monster. And that movie was the first one where budgets were starting to get cut and they're using uh, they're using less footage. Uh, you know, one of the things I really like about uh, Ghidorah is that there is a lot of monster destruction and monster fights. And, you know, we talked about with Invasion of the Astro Monster, those go down. And so that also helps like what their plan is by way of plots anyways, because not only do they want to make plots that can be compelling for longer without the giant monsters from a budgetary standpoint that gets more and more required without having to resort to to terrible tricks or too much reused footage so uh you end up having um you know a a reduced budget and uh, a, a film that is generally considered a success but that kind of annoyed uh uh honda the director uh, he didn't like that uh, Godzilla was going more and more down, um, go- more and more down a family feature uh, route. We talked about the, the the dance of joy that Godzilla does. That's become a meme in Invasion of the Astro Monster. That uh, Honda hated that. <laughs> Honda's son described it as like killing his father. <laughs> like, he died a little inside, but you know, I mean, it's 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 uh, it's Japanese filmmaking in the '60s. It's not like Honda had a lot of, uh, you know, he, he wasn't like uh, Scorsese, who's like, I'm going to Netflix. And they're going to give me two hundred million dollars. So, but he does jump at the chance to go and make um, uh, Ibra, or sorry, uh, to make uh, the King Kong movie, King Kong Escapes. I watched that a couple weeks ago. It's not very good. Uh, but he 
he jumped at the chance. And that, funnily enough, uh, Peter features a Mecha King Kong uh, many years before Mecha Godzilla <laughs> comes into the picture. Uh, but uh, but yeah, terrible movie. So he he goes off and, and does that. And their second unit that had worked on them by uh, 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 Jun Fukuda. Uh, he uh, they, he goes and starts making a couple Godzilla movies himself. So they make uh, Ibra the Sea Monster. I did rewatch that for this, uh, which is a ton of fun. That is the one that is really like uh, five friends, uh, five college uh, buddies go on a boat trip that ends up getting stuck on an island where they're like kidnapping people and forcing them to be, you know, to work for free in camps like these pirate people. And they have a giant uh, monster called Ibra. Uh, which is just a big lobster they keep. Uh, it's kind of a fun beach adventure, like in that in that vein. Mothra's there. Uh, Godzilla uh, wakes up there uh, like sixty minutes in and finally starts literally uh, batting rocks back and forth against the lobster. Uh, there's some good memes I'm sure you can find online about that, Peter. Um, a literal rock lobster. It's a literal rock lobster. Yeah, it, it takes its claws and it bats the rocks at Godzilla. Uh, good time. Uh, Mothra has a, he's back to moth form. He constructs a little, uh, like a, like he, like he was the Sorry, top of- Sorry, can you describe a, what you mean by back to moth form? So he's not the larva? Oh, okay. You're like, when you said Mothra's back to moth form, I was like, as opposed to, okay, now I- You've never seen him as a moth. You've I've only seen, I've seen only him. seen him as- As the, a larva. As the yeah, the little caterpillar guy. Yeah, well, so, huge caterpillar guy, but little compared to you know. Yeah, yeah. Only one of them makes the bukkake parties, <laughs> bukkake parties. <laughs> I don't know why it's mispronounced bukkake. Yeah, um, and she's and she she let's not, yeah, let's not misgender Matara has two uh, little friends from. The island that infant infant island yeah they're infant they're island. in they're in Ibera the sea monster too, um, so but uh but a fun a fun adventure really light, almost like between this between uh Ibera and Gaigan I was debating which one to make our kind of like uh, goofy era, uh Godzilla movies Peter because they they're both a lot of fun but they're both like. Three and a half to four star star movies. Uh, I settle on Gigan because it's later in the timeline, but I, I think you'd have fun with Ibra if you ever just want like a an you know an eighty minute like I want to see some Godzilla and some goofy teenagers who get in way over their head. Oh my god, they're so far over their head, Peter. They're in over their head. They are in. I would call them. They've gone overboard. They're in over their head. Don't have any uh, other jokes. This is a bit with nowhere to go. Uh, I think we went a little we got a little over our head in this bit I know just like those Japanese teenagers um, so Fukuda goes and makes another movie because uh, at this point now keep in mind between uh, between uh, King Kong in 62 and Terror in 75 they're going to basically do one a year sometimes twice a year because they're gonna they're gonna do thirteen, including King Kong. They're gonna do thirteen movies over the next 12, 12 to thirteen years. Uh, so they go and make Son of Godzilla. All of these movies eventually need a son. Uh, son of Godzilla is also like one of those uh, one I almost said we should do. Like I, I uh, it's it's 
it's where these like environmentalists uh, uh, end up on now where where the monsters all the end up hanging out called Monster Island. Um, Appropriately, uh, yeah, it's called Monster Island. It's an appropriate name. Yeah, uh, he has a son, which you uh, I think you saw like in a quick clip in uh, some prophecy stuff in Mecha Godzilla, but it's it does not like. Can it's you a do weird, me a favor, weird little guy? Okay, good. So you know what I was going to be like? If you haven't looked up, like, Man- I think his name's Manila. Um, like Go look it up. Capital of the Philippines? Uh, nope, not this one. This is this is his son. Uh, so he has that. He has a son. No, and like Manila, he, like the capital of the Philippines? Yeah. Yeah, spelled. Oh, okay. Got yeah. It. I think two L's. So it's like Godzilla. Is this like Bryce Dallas Howard, where this is where Godzilla uh conceived manila was in the philippines so he paid tribute uh, i mean he 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 can go wherever he wants maybe it's not manila do i have that wrong what is what is godzilla <clears throat> it's godzuki no that so it's I, not I, actually I, know, I know i know people hate when you mention godzuki is there is a godzuki though that's i think mm-hmm. in a later one I think that was from one of the oh it's manila m so it is manila but it's m i n i L L A. Oh, okay. So it's, it's close to the, the city I'm talking about. Maybe yeah. Godzilla's just bad at spelling. Uh, yeah. So he... He... Oh, Good at fucking the, bad at spelling. According Which is to... honestly, if you're going to trade off, if you're doing, like, your stat breakdowns... So this is... New... fucking bad at spelling is a pretty good trade off, I think. So this is news to me. Min-maxing. <laughs> Are you still talking about... <laughs> so according- he said he had a son, and I'm not okay. supposed to dwell on the fact that Godzilla, in the recent past, has fucked. Well, here's the thing, though. I'm learning this for the first time. According to this, uh, Manila is his adopted son. Oh, which again, that that does not <laughs> so come. He just out- recently viewed his mortality. There was another monster <laughs> he saw, like that. That was never made clear at any point that I remember in in the in the very few movies where he's featured. But um, but yeah, so Son of Godzilla, they they go. There's it's actually it's actually a lot of fun. There's these giant praying mantis that have these good uh, special effects, and Godzilla's effectively teaching him how to keep himself safe on on Monster Island. And uh, again, it not it's a, it's a three to four star movie depending on you know how charmed you are and what mood you're in. But it's 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 uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, now they are they they get to a point where Honda decides to come back, and they're also toying with the idea that maybe they should just be done with Godzilla. Usually, around the time you add a son is a good time to yeah, that's, that's when they yeah, it's like when you add cousin Oliver or whatever you want to say for your son. Mm-hmm. They're like maybe scrappy, we're out of it's the scrappy dude. It's the scrappy uh, dude, and Honda wants to come back and he wants to make another movie. And if you remember, we talked about this like uh, in, in some of the previous weeks, but Honda's actually before they went and decided to just make Godzilla movies and introduce new kaiju monsters there. Uh, Honda went off and directed a ton of other ones with, like, new monsters. Um, there's, there's like, Ma- uh, what is it, Manda? Manda, which you see a little clip of Pierre in one of these. For, um, there's Varen, there's Mothra, there's Rodan. Like, those, are, those were all, um, I think there's, like, six or seven in total uh, uh, movies... Uh, where Han- that that Ishiro Honda directed for Toho that introduced some new new kaiju. So there's they have all these kaiju that they've introduced as part of the Godzilla series. Some of them 
um, that were joined from other uh, other thing other movies that were standalone, and then a bunch that hadn't joined yet. And so they were they were they were toying with this idea of like let's let's do one big maybe ending for the series. Some there's some there's some disagreement about whether that's true. Some say they were they started to write the script for the next one immediately as they were making this one. It's kind of hard to get you know back and figure out what was the truth, but they did try to do something much bigger than they had done recently. So Destroy All Monsters is actually a movie that I think is kind of middling even though it has the reputation of like the one when I used to read that Crestwood Monster series book that had the pictures that I was like holy fuck, I got to see this movie because there's, you know, 20 monsters all in the same, like, photographs in these shots. But yeah, the plot of that is very similar to Invasion of the Astro Monster. Um, Aliens take over all the monsters on Earth and send them to attack cities. So you have, like, you know, 20 different different monsters attacking New York and Paris. And, of course, Godzilla's in Tokyo. Uh, And then uh, eventually they all end up on Monster Island and only Ghidorah is still under their control and all the other monsters battle the aliens and and Ghidorah. So it really really actually, I think, takes a little bit of a step back from the let's do a movie that's interesting and then have Godzilla and other kaiju in it. It really is focused on the kaiju and it kind of does – it does invasion of the astro monster on a larger scale with more monsters. But ultimately, I think it's less interesting. So, Peter, when you were asking like what else should I watch, it's worth watching because – Especially the last 20 or 30 minutes are a lot of fun. I showed it to my kids a couple summers ago and and they were a little bit bored for the first 45 minutes then had a lot of fun with the last 45 minutes. And and that is probably the right reaction. So I wouldn't prioritize it. It is interesting. And and I think a lot of people have have a – it has a reputation of one of the best ones. But I think that's only because – it just has more, and a lot of people associate their time watching Godzilla movies to when they were kids, and they're like, that had the most monsters, and I love monsters. Also, I mean, these movies are, as we'll talk about when we get into Godzilla versus uh, Gigan, these movies are about the highlights, right? There's very often a lot of downtime, even as is Terror of Mechagodzilla and um, Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla have what I think is like, a fairly tight runtime for a Godzilla movie. Yeah. Um, they're, and they're also like six to eight minutes shorter than the average, you know, movie from this era um, that we've been watching at least. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're usually more in the eighties as opposed to the, the, the nineties. Um, the, you do kind of learn to filter out the noise and just remember the highlights, like the crazy new techniques they did, how many monsters they got in there. Just like on a personal level, like is your fave bud there? Like or if you're a big um, Angiris fan. Yeah. Is it Angiris or Angiris? I thought they it was both always sound a- like a heart An- Angilis, Angilis, yeah. They both sound like something that if you get that, it's it's um, it's over. For it's you. time to write. It's book. curtains. <laughs> um, can you imagine also, if, like you got a fatal diagnosis at a doctor and the doctor's like i got bad news it's curtains for you see <laughs> it would it would i think it would absorb the shock a little bit to know that i um my death is just you know it's part of the game i played the game baby and i <laughs> lost the chips are the chips are down whereas yeah. like normally it's like oh I guess I just got hit by lightning. I guess that's what this terminal diagnosis is. 
you you think the you usually there's not usually a doctor there if you get struck by lightning to pronounce you. Yeah, I guess it was a weird. It was a weird kind analogy. of a weird. Yeah, a little weird. Like a rand, but a, like random number generator doesn't have the dramatic impact. You know, that's that's fair. Like you know, I you won the bad lottery. Mm. You lot you won the yeah you won the bad lottery, not lost the good lottery. Yeah, because most people don't die of a terminal illness. Most people I guess everybody die. Dies of most people die from though. lightning. <laughs> most people die from lightning. Yeah. <laughs> Stand side, folks. <laughs> most people don't die of cancer or heart disease or or just general plague. People die of being hit by lightning. Yep. Look it up. Look it up, she watches research, bub. Where I make 45 Have you ever met someone that got struck by lightning and survived? I haven't. They're all dead. (laughs) Anytime that you've been to a funeral and the person has been previously cremated um, or awake, uh, they were actually just turned into a pile of ash by the thunderbolt. Yep. That's what happened. Um, what were we saying about? Oh, Angiris. Uh, Angiris. I while we're here, really quickly, I think it's, I think it's in a movie we did, we're not covering today. Uh, Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. Kind of covering it. We'll we'll touch uh, on it. Um, Angiris and Godzilla are friends. I I miss some of the story, but apparently they're like you know bros. They go back on Monster. But you Island. see them in Godzilla versus <laughs> Kaigen. They have the speech bubbles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know they're bros, even with the ones we're talking about officially today. But they, but as far as I know. I've never seen this guy before. You and did. You shot Godzilla up. raids again. It's the monster he fights in Godzilla raids. Oh again. my god, I forgot about that. Yeah. In black and white, he just looks so different. Yeah. It's yeah, I mean, a real they, glow up. They decide him. they're friends in Destroy All Mon- He's in Destroy All Monsters. Oh, and then, I, and, then, I, and then I guess after that, they're like, I, well, I'll tell you. I mean, after that, they're friends in a little boy's imagination. We're, we'll get there. <laughs> we're, we're Is that where Godzuki there. comes from? Is that Godzuki Origins? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, my point was that for me not really having... I couldn't remember that he was the monster in Godzilla Raids again. I forgot. I just remembered it was some sort of spiky guy. And it yeah. wasn't Bebop or Rocksteady. <clears throat> and he shows up and somebody says that, oh, <laughs> that's Godzilla's friend. And yeah. I don't know why it made me laugh so hard to think about these two being like, I'm sure some of that is a lost in translation thing. Like maybe in, in Japanese, it was. I mean, they sure the seem like they're friends. allies or colleagues or something. They're, they're, I mean, they they sure seem like they're friends in the two of the movies we watched, Peter. Like it's, Godzilla it's versus like, Mechagodzilla. Like everyone's like when when uh, when Godzilla, but it's actually Mechagodzilla is fighting and Gillis. They're like, why would he attack him? They're friends. It, they said the word friends multiple times in these movies, and I don't have anywhere else to put this, but I find it incredibly funny and a cute way when they refer to them as friends. As if, like, Angiris helped him, like, move apartments on Monster Island. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> Thanks for babysitting my adoptive son. <laughs> this guy would get killed it's by really hard to find it is. It's really hard to schedule date nights when you're a single dad. Yeah. <laughs> Who filled out these adoption paperwork? <laughs> I don't like the way that kid looks at me. He could look at you for a night. Yeah. Beer's <laughs> in the fridge. Gotta go. Yeah. 
Uh, also, they well might talk about this, but the Anguilla suit is the funniest because like it's the most you can tell that it's some guy walking around on his hands and knees. <laughs> it's it looks so uncomfortable. I mean, the suit I think actually, in terms of like wear and tear and like glory, the suit looks better than the Godzilla suit in this movie because the Godzilla suit kind of looks like it's falling apart a little bit. In which movie? In Gigan, excuse me. Oh yeah, we're not there yet. But yeah, the Gigan one does not look. It looks like it's, it's rough. Yeah, it, uh, it look it looks like it looks like it was. Um, you know how they described the Michael Myers mask? How <clears throat> I think it's Deborah Hill took it home after uh, Halloween, and um, she I think she the idea is it you know it would end up in storage and then it ended up under her bed somewhere. Yeah. Um, and she was a heavy smoker. I think it's what killed her. Um, she was a heavy smoker, and uh. All the smoke had made it like yellow and cracked and it had just gotten like fucked up because it was just in a room of a smoker for decades. Um, and I'm imagining that Godzilla has <laughs> between movies, the suit gets stored in like the back room of a bar is just getting like we're probably never going to make any coats. more of these. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. So destroy all monsters is fine, uh, and then it goes into um, uh, what what is considered one of the worst. I know some people have affection for it. Sure, Honda has a lot of affection for it, but it's, uh, in in the United States, it was released as Godzilla's Revenge. Uh, in in uh, the original name was All Monsters Attack. Both names are bad. Uh, it is, it, but this one is. Like I said, I, I get the appeal. Like, I don't hate it, but I did say, like, unless you're going in a completionist run, one that you can probably skip with some ease, uh, because it's about um, a kid who is getting bullied at school and imagines, like, himself on Monster Island talking to all the the kaiju. So, specifically being friends with Manila, uh, Godzilla's son, and, like, everyone talking. Because it's a kid's imagination of, of what's going on. So, um, like, Godzilla talks. Like, all the, all the monsters talk. Because, again, it's a kid's imagination. Cannot stress I, that enough. Like, it's not like it's not like anything to be, like, what a piece of garbage or something like that. But it is very silly. It's aimed at a very specific audience. It is doing something different, which I'll give it... Credit for, it's just ultimately, like, if it did all those things and then was really compelling or compelling even from a kid's standpoint, I think it'd be good. But, like, in my memory, the kid is terribly annoying and... um, Especially in a dub, if you saw a dub at the time. Yeah, and Manila is, like, it's, like, you know... It's just, it's, like, it's for... It's one of those movies that, like, its overall tone is aimed at three-year-olds who would be bored by it, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you get some of that similar energy in the in, in Godzilla versus Gigan, though I did like that movie, I'll say. Um, where, like, the all of a sudden they're talking to each other in speech bubbles. Yeah. And they, it's similar to, like, an... And, like, similar to... I would say, like, an 80s cartoon or a 90s cartoon that was, like, supposed to be radical, especially a lot of, like, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles ripoffs or, like, any Transformers ripoff. Um, I guess on a long enough timeline, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Transformers probably ripped each other off. Um, but that sort of, like, 
totally radical, awesome mutants and monsters and dinosaurs, that kind of like 80s, 90s thing, um, where all these guys are like bipedal, (laughs) bipedal monsters and mutants that like all talk like 90s surfer dudes. Uh, And every, every line reading ends with an exclamation point. Like every line reading is like, let's go check that out. Yeah, I, I, let's get that bonehead. So I, I agree with you, which is also why, like, I picked it, right? Like, uh, I, I picked it because I do think uh, everything from Ibra to All Monsters Attack to Son of Son of Godzilla, like, they're they're really hitting on the like a little more silly, a little more ready to even within the the incredibly broad status quo that Godzilla movies in the Showa era already exist in, that they're trying to be like, well, these can really be anything and we can do anything. So I, I think from that perspective, like all monsters attack has a charm to it. It's just, um, it's just ultimately not very good. Um, so Honda leaves again, and then we get the only movie in the series, um, Directed by uh, by uh, Bano, who does uh, who does uh, Hidora, which we've which we've seen. Um, Hidora is a financial flop. Nobody likes it. I love it. You like it. Zach Groton loves it. Other people it now is depressing. Discovered- There's an entire moment where like a group of people are like gassed to death in a field. And it's just a bizarre weirdo movie. And it's it has like go go dancers in it. Yeah, it's it's great, but like it it was it was a flop to the level that like in the same year that Hidora came out, um it uh they did re releases of Ghidorah and the Astro Monster. And Ghidorah and the Astro Monster did like somewhere between five to seven times the box office as Hidora. So you're talking about like new Godzilla movie is completely dwarfed by re-releases of other Godzilla movies. And so the studio's like, well, whatever we do next, we need to put Ghidorah in it. Because clearly that he's still selling tickets. Uh, and and that's when uh, uh, Jun Fukudo comes back. And we get a run of his movies, which we're going to talk about two of those. Peter, do you want to start and talk about Godzilla versus Gigan? Absolutely. Godzilla v. Gigan. I never eat on mic, and I will edit this out. <laughs> well, I will. Or I'll leave it. I hate it. It is, I have skipped entire episodes of certain podcasts because people were eating on mic, but I did that thing where I was like, oh, I'm going to grab this quick piece of dessert while we're on our, uh, our uh, water break. And then... Um, and just, just I, Aaron shouting things like, talk about Gigan. Talk about him. 
Talk about them. <laughs> this is this is on you. Yes. Um, Gigan. So we begin, and the bad guys tell the good guys that they're the bad guys by saying that they're going to build a big theme park. Um, in honor of Godzilla. And then they're going to go to Monster Island and kill Godzilla and all his friends. And then we get a cool little montage of all the various monsters that live on the island. There's a spider guy. There's Angiris, which I've, I've been informed I have seen before. Yeah. Um, who else is on, on Monster they Island? They just do the... Uh, I think they show... Yeah, I think Rodan show. is on there, maybe. Yeah, they, yeah, they just show scenes from, like... <clears throat> Rodan? Yeah. So this <clears throat> this guy is a cartoonist, um, like a manga artist, yeah. I should say, and he's trying to sell his work to uh, a, a big company. Um, and then uh, he has a ba- basically a job interview at like an evil corporation that's building this this big theme park called Children's Land. Yeah, and I'm unclear. They they kind of act like they're going to be creating new monsters. <laughs> And it is very unclear whether their plan is to create, like, statues or facsimiles of monsters. They do make a Or giant... they're going to... Yeah, but I mean... They, they make, make a giant tower that has laser eyes, but is not, I don't think, a good replacement for Godzilla. They seem to be saying, like, it's... Yeah, it's very much like a Jurassic Park vibe, that they're going to create new monsters. They have all these... They have this, these artists, like our main character, making designs... But again, there's never a part where they talk about, like, we're going to genetically engineer these monsters. So I'm very unclear whether they're going to make pictures or statues or rides featuring them or animatronic or I don't know. Um, but then, yeah, eventually, once once they get the kids hooked on the new monsters, basic capitalism, baby, destroy all the other monsters the kids love, which in this case, of course... Uh, and this just again is just a good reminder of the tonal shift the Godzilla series has over the course of the show series. Uh, the the kid the, the 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 monsters the kids do love almost certainly killed some of their extended family at some point. Yeah, if not parents, then like parents, yeah, uncles, yeah. Um, so uh, the kids also, that are going through the system due to <laughs> Godzilla's rampages uh, fifteen years ago. Love these monsters. And this this evil plot is literally the motivating factor behind Transformers the movie. So there's that. What? Oh yeah, they, they want to kill us. Yeah, kill yeah, you're, say, you're saying so they can sell the new guys. I'm like I don't I don't think that was Megatron's plot at all, Peter, but no, it's I realized that you mean it movie. was Hasbro's plot <laughs> through their release of Transformers the movie. Yes, 100%. Yeah, it was the it was the goal behind the production. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, so this 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 kid Let's runs kill into... everyone. Kids love that. <laughs> also, you're gonna kill kids. Godzilla don't form weird Godzilla attachments power. to everything. <laughs> These yeah, no. People have never met a kid before. It's um, like it's like you know my my kids have stuffed animals they love. I could just take those stuffed animals, throw them in the garbage, and give them a new one. They'd be psyched. Yeah, they just want a new one that uh, doesn't smell as bad, you know. Yeah, what what they what they don't really understand is that kids do in fact love new things, but that doesn't mean they want you to get rid of their old things that they mm-hmm. love. You may give them a complex. You may make them into a capitalist. <laughs> <laughs> Look, but, yeah, uh, was my childhood ruined when I saw Godzilla bombed? 
by the corporation <laughs> that had my favorite ride? Sure. But then I learned about profit motive. <laughs> I learned just a little something about a little thing called Q4 revenue. <laughs> my money don't jingle jingle. <laughs> um. So, uh, the kid is uh, leaving the evil corporate headquarters and he runs into a girl um, who's running out and being chased by his new boss and, and some of the security staff. She drops a tape. He conceals his his, his possession of that tape. They go try to go after her. He kind of covers for her because, you know, this is... This is something that's probably relatable to a lot of us. It's just a corporate job. He's just, it's yeah. just a paycheck for him. Yeah, just, really just got to draw him. Yeah, just got to draw him in. Go. Yeah. Um, this is something that he's doing uh, to kind of bide the time. Um, he has a, is it a, a girlfriend or a, oh, yeah. also in the group, he has a, is a, it's a girlfriend and a sister, right? Yeah. It's a kid's movie, so they don't really kiss or hug, really. I mean, it's a kid's movie. It's also got a lot of blood. They're like this, in the 70s, Godzilla movies are like, hey, how about some blood? It is the next. The, it, the next movie we're going to talk about. He gets stabbed in a, in the neck. Blood spurts out. It is very shocking. And then the next movie, uh, Terror of Mechagodzilla, is like, well, what if everything that was kind of kitty about the past few movies we threw out the fucking window? We hope you grew up in the past six years, kids. At least they're chasing a new generation of kids, as opposed to doing what most movies now, which is chasing the same age of kids forever. Well, and yeah, um, some of it too is just you know this, the seventies got more permissive when it comes to like what they could include in. Yeah, I will not pretend to know what is was acceptable for children's TV or children's media at the time in Japan in the sixties versus yeah, the seventies. I have All no I idea know either. Is these movies, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm judging it based on these movies and general yeah. acceptance over. I know we're both our, doing yeah, that. Yeah. It's it's just like I don't have the cultural context to know if, if there was a shift. If they're you know they started these movies started targeting like maybe more of a teen audience. I don't know. All I know is that the next one is definitely more appropriate for like a sixteen to eighteen year old, and then like the. Um, and then the previous ones were, like, probably fine for, like, an eight-year-old. Because he has this special tape, he ends up meeting up with this sort of um, ragtag rebel group that's trying to bring the company down that's literally two people. Uh, he also has an extremely cute girlfriend who knows uh, karate. Yep. Um, some sort of martial arts. I think she says it's karate. Um, it's the it's, We're getting into the era where martial arts are huge, so somebody's got to do it in the movie, right? Yep. Um, and he kind of, uh, decides to be a, uh, corporate spy for this, um, this, this, this rebel group, um, and he's gonna try and bring down this conspiracy from the inside, and surprise, they're also aliens. This time they're cockroach aliens that are- Oh, yeah. Doing some sort of projection. Yep. While we're there- When they, when the projection- Come on, you have to like that they're just cockroach, giant cockroach aliens. Yeah, so I have more respect for the King Kong versus Godzilla thing where they just showed you a squid with a miniature town than I do in this where there's like a 15 second steady shot of a cockroach just flailing on its back <laughs> uh, and, and going like, oh no, our plans. <laughs> but I will say in terms of effect... It freaks me out more because cockroaches are fucking disgusting. I hate them. Yeah, it's like the the X Files episode War of the Copenhagen's. Those aren't giant, but just the cockroaches infesting everything through alien powers is it's creepy. It's good. 
Yeah, um, hate hate cockroaches quite a bit. Um, it does bring up like a question, like of of um, f- filmmaking, where you're like, is it okay in a movie that has accept has asked me to accept a certain level of depiction or a facsimile of reality, and then event and then they just show me reality? <laughs> like, there's a there's kind of a question there about like you just show me an actual squid or you just show me an actual actual co- cockroach and expect me to make that into a special effect in my head, like. Is that fair after I've accepted that, like, the suitmation is, that is the, the reality we we occupy? I don't know. Um, but uh, that is that is what the movie does. They show you um, a shadow, though. What did you say? I mean, it's just a shadow. They don't actually show you the actual cockroach, right? They do. Oh, they do. Um, okay. They show, I think, two, both the cockroaches, and I think it's just real cockroaches on their back. I thought it was just the shadow, but maybe I'm misremembering. Yeah, I uh, it's the it's the real the real deal. It's pretty gross. Great. I didn't like looking at it. It's a long shot too. Um, but they uh, Godzilla is um, rising out of the the sea, or sorry, he's hanging on Monster Island with Angira. Well, yeah, they they cut to him like we're gonna kill the ones at Monster Island. They have this great cut. This is really the the silly Godzilla movies, which I do lump this into, like this and some of the ones we just talked about. In the next one are like in the in the middle silly bucket, I would say. The suitmation, the actors in the suit really are just full on uh, emoting through humanistic characteristics. So they cut to them on Monster Island to show that they're there. And then they're eventually going to get that signal that goes, hey, something's going on. We got we got to <laughs> head to shore. And and God, the Godzilla is just like punching the air. <laughs> He's just doing a little little like rocky on the top of the steps to no one. And then Angelus is like, I don't know, maybe like two yards away, also just braying at the sky. Like it doesn't it's just like cut to these two. Uh, but it's great. Like it's not it's definitely not what we're going to get in terror. It's not like, you know, the terror of the previous stuff. But they are. The thing I like about this movie from an excessive silliness standpoint is that they're really committing to it. And like as they get their the signal that tells them something's wrong on the mainland, time to go save Tokyo. That's when they start talking to each other in with with speech bubbles and and subtitles. The Bebop and Rocksteady voice. I mean, have when's the last time you seen Ninja Turtles? Uh, the movies. Uh, a while ago. One of the they make like noises at each. You're thinking of Toka and Razor. Sure. Yeah, they're thinking of Toka and Razor. Bebop and Rocksteady are more like, "Hey, you guys." Okay. Okay. I mean, they are. I'm trying to talk. I'm trying to talk in 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 a, in a parlance that you can understand. Yeah, well, then get it right. right down to your level. Okay, if you're going to okay. come down to my level because you want to use stuff that I understand, get it right, or else it makes no <laughs> fucking sense. Is what I'm saying. Toka and Razor. Yeah, Toka and Razor. Like Toka and Razor. Yeah. Like yeah. master. Yeah, but but they like say James words Cagney in that. These are just the like parents from peanuts. Yeah, yeah, that's what they sound like. Um. Uh, you know so, I like Charles Schultz, Schultz. Not afraid to put Christian stuff into his work, Peter. So yeah, great <laughs> reference. All of his stuff is like I'm a funny comic bald kid who's disappointed Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. <laughs> it's true though. Yeah. Um. That's the reason people are mean to him is because they Jesus told them in their their prayers of what he did. Yeah, it's because they took prayer out of school, so now he has no one to ask for help for, too. They took took prayer out of school schools, but put uh, Angiris in as all the teachers. 
Um, and he literally Godzilla literally says, "Go see what's up." And Angira shows up at the shore, and the military, for once in their fucking life, does a good does job. a really good job. Yeah, they're like, "We don't want you to be on the shore anymore. You are a monster. Monsters go to Monster Island. That's why we called it Monster Island." Even a monster can understand why we named it yeah, that. Yeah, they're well, so and more specifically, they're kind of like, is he attacking us? Why is he coming to shore? One thing we didn't really touch on is that there's, you know, in Invasion of the Astro Monster, there's a lot more of like, hey, maybe Godzilla could be a good guy now after after he fought off Ghidorah. And that evolves more in, in these movies that you miss. Like in Ibra, the sea monster, there's a there's a vibe that the the people get that Godzilla will help them. They're like, I don't know if I how to explain it, but like, it's not to like son of God. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it, but Godzilla's just vibing. <laughs> but it's true. Like, there still is like he's a dangerous monster. Nah, I heard he's good. Like, it's not until son of Godzilla and then later on that it it really starts to be like, and you saw in like Hedorah, which where it starts to really be like Godzilla protects Tokyo. That's his job. So it is very weird. That were full on the Godzilla as the uh, as a as a protector, and they and Angulus is his best bud. And Angulus goes to shore, and the military is like, "Fuck this guy! What? Where's Godzilla? He should be protecting us." Yeah, they they all they all shoot him, but they do yeah. drive him away. Yeah, they do their they do their fucking job for once. Like it actually works. Um, I mean, I guess in the first Godzilla, there's like instances of Godzilla already leaving, and then like bombers come down and like make sure he really leaves. Um, but I think it was his choice to leave, not the bombers. Yeah, um, he's he didn't go back to the to the Tokyo Bay for fun. Um, and this time, Angiris does a full 180 and fucks off. Yeah. So um, also like. A- Speaking of like how Godzilla treats his friend, I mean, you go figure it out. Like, I don't. Yeah, I you're not my like boss. We're like, friends. I would get it if it was like uh, Rodan, and like Rodan, you can fly there faster yeah. than I can. I can, you know, fucking power armor march along the bottom of the sea. Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, let's see if I walk somewhere like a normal human being, and you crawl around on. Your hands and knees, who gets there quicker? <laughs> uh, now that I'm thinking about it, he's making him crawl around on his hands or knees. Do you think this is an S&M thing? For who? Ishiro Honda or yeah, John, John well, Fukuda? I mean, an S&M, sometimes the person that appears to be, um, quote unquote, you know, Yeah, it'd be great. Himself, it'd be great if, they, I mean, this is actually the one that's in power, but... Uh, and Giras is, is the one I would say lowering. Themselves. If there was a movie where... Godzilla had Angiris on a literal physical leash, it would be this one because they're going for broke. <laughs> um he is kind of his little attack dog. Um so there's a there's a there's a like a coalition forming against Give me that the... giant pumpkin out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> there's a coalition forming against the fucking cockroach aliens. And uh, so the people we've discussed previously, there's two members of a, of a revolution. There's the, guy, the, the the manga artist and his girlfriend. And there's a scientist being forced to work on the project yep. against his will and work. work. He's doing crunch. That is literally how they justify it to him. It's like, yeah, sometimes when we're close to a product launch, we need to do overtime. I thought you understood this. Like they literally justify it to him the way that like software developers talk about now. It's pretty gross. Yeah. Um, things don't change. Yeah. Um, 
So the uh, this rebel group is trying to undermine uh, the um, the cockroach aliens. They've got this special tape, and it's kind of just like them doing hijinks in the tower, Godzilla, a Godzilla-shaped tower that is, I think, supposed to be like a hundred stories. We look at it; I think it's eight. In Godzilla Tower, they have lasers and they have control of uh, two creatures: uh, King Ghidorah, um, which we've seen before, and uh, Gigan. Um, Gigan, I probably came from something previously. They kind of introduce him with a little fanfare and you're supposed to just be like, yeah, he's, he's got a chainsaw tummy. He's actually kind of underwhelming because King Ghidorah blows up like with his, his, the three heads, blows up like 17 buildings in a shot. And then Gigan walks in and he's like, watch this. And then he chainsaw, chainsaws through one building. They really, they really blew their monster load. (laughs) Uh, villain wise with King Ghidorah because he he really is like kind of the best and most intimidating. I, I like Gigan. You should wait till they try Megalon next movie. Cool. That's like an Ultraman kind of thing, right? He's like a big shiny. No, 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 no. That's Jet Jaguar who who's on the Godzilla side and teams up. It ends up being Gigan and Megalon versus Jet Jaguar and Godzilla. And like Megalon is like a nothing. It's just a sea creature with. With arm, like they didn't quite figure it out, and so I, I appreciate them trying to do something that's intimidating, like the spike hands, the spike feet. He, he'll use those spike hands in very intimidating way when he fucking puts it through Godzilla's skull later in the movie. So, like, I I get the idea. He fucks of, up Angiris too with um the 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 sharp blades cut through their like uh their, reptile their, skin. Yeah. Um. So I like I like I like that, but yeah, you're right. Like it doesn't. Ghidorah is is more compelling by way of like availability of this or the area of destruction that he's able to to do. Um, and I don't. I, I'm sick of King Ghidorah. By the way, well, good. I think I don't think he, he doesn't go away long enough for me to miss him. I also well, he did like, for what it's worth. Like he did if you were watching these movies when they came out. Because I mean, I guess he is in Destroy All Monsters, but he's only in four of the original fifteen. But he's in Ghidorah. He's obviously. Um, he's in Astro Monster. Destro- he's in this and Destroy All Monsters. Like those are the four. I'm sick of him already. And it, I don't think his. I, he's a cool design. I'm not not gonna. He's a three headed golden dragon who yeah. shoots electricity out of his mouth. Like not gonna not gonna say that that's stupid or anything. But I I want. Here's what I want a Godzilla series to be. Ideally, a monster shows up. Mon- uh, Godzilla and him fight. Godzilla loses, or the monster runs away, or whatever. They fight again at the end. It's way more cutthroat, yeah. way more brutal. And either one of two things happens: one, they become buddies, and they're just buddies for the rest of the series, or they die. I want them gone. I don't want to see Godzilla fight. I give, I give it with the Mecha Godzilla because the movies are so good. I give them second shot. Watching Godzilla fight King Ghidorah, especially given the fact that like. I don't totally, they haven't totally nailed how to have a fight with a flying creature yet. Like yeah. the Godzilla Rodan fight in, I think it's Ghidorah, is really hilarious because Rodan just kind of floats in front of I know, and Godzilla then eventually he's just like, him. well, how did he fight on land? He lands, he stands at a 90 degree angle, doesn't move, and flaps his wings. He apparently can never rejoin flight. One thing that is nice we'll, we'll, when we get to the, uh, the Hisei series they do a combination of new monsters and, you know, new new versions of old monsters, but everyone just has one movie. Like, 
Rodan's in one movie. Mothra's in one movie. There's a King, King Ghidra's in one movie. Some of these Biolante's in one movie. Who? <laughs> Biolante. Uh, yeah, Biolante's in one. He's one of the new ones. But like they, they, you know, they they don't have repeat. Defense. They kind of do what you're what you're saying and again i just want to i want to be dispensed with it right i don't want to i i actually don't like the cartoon thing where like we'll be back next week thing like for godzilla it's fine for fucking pokemon or dragon ball z or whatever but like i do want people to be defeated and for me to move on to like a new monster because i want to see new monsters like yeah and i think illegal and that's what they were for the most part doing right besides destroy all monsters or some of these other ones it was when like Hedera or Hedora really just kind of bombed. They're like, "Hey, we can introduce a new monster, but we need to like there was actually we we need to like pair it with with someone that people will feel antagonism of." So this is a really like this this feels in the grand scheme of things like Ghidorah is obviously its own thing. Astro Monster is kind of capitalizing on like how terrifying Ghidorah was. Destroy All Monsters doing the same. This is a weird one where it feels like. He's 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 used for not like a main final boss level antagonist, but more of just like uh, a wrestling scene. That being said, like the destruction scene of those two just going through and destroying parts of Japan uh, is really long and I really love it. Like there is. I, oh, it's really cool. All, the city destruction thing is always cool. Yeah, I mean, it's I mean, some is better than others. I actually like I'm I, I'm looking forward when we get to Terror of Mechagodzilla to it, to. To mention how good uh, in Honda's final effort, he got it just showing city destruction. There's some fucking shots in that that like are amazing, and you just see the level of craft and and uh, that has 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 gone into some of those after years and years of doing these types of of movies. But this one does a does a fantastic job too. Like it's it's com- it's very compelling. They find interesting ways to show it, and it's not just the standard you know Bigfoot hits fake building yeah it, it there's a fight in a power plant at one point like an like a or like a you know a power park <laughs> there's a lot of buildings yeah um that's i mean they're not it, as it, much it as looks, there used to be it looks amazing because like buildings just keep blowing up yeah like uh the buildings don't um the buildings don't just like turn into dust and go away which is you know done right i love that but like buildings buildings are exploding around the actors there's 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 true special effects happening around the actors which i always think is impressive there's one new thing that king Ghidorah does that he's never done before as far as i know he zaps godzilla's balls in this movie he zaps them i don't know which head did it um that is the left one or the right one or the middle one. And if we were having this conversation and I had like information to offer, I would have to offer like his right head as opposed to like his right head from our perspective, you know? But as far as I could tell, it's just like one of the heads zaps Godzilla's balls. Yeah, it wasn't a coordinated like triple ball zapping. No, though. That would have hurt if they're more. Gonna bring, if they're going to bring King Ghidorah back one more time, it's, I'm going to need a. a coordinated all three heads drop at once to drop a yeah i would say hypothetically that that one hurt that would hurt more not twice as much but maybe as much as three times as much yeah 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 the pain threshold godzilla does it zaps him and then godzilla takes a, a mo <laughs> he says it's the second where he's just like shit yeah apparently godzilla not only has a dick and balls but 
they are more sensitive to uh, contact um, than uh, than uh, you know other parts of his body. Yeah, yeah, his balls sure get zapped. He gets shot. He gets zapped in the head. He's just like, why? I don't know. He gets zapped in the balls, and he he does. He goes full like America's Funniest Home Videos. Like, Bob Saget's talking over the. Oh, oh, oh. I'm just gonna come here and fight this monster. Oh no! <laughs> Remember they used to do that. Like they said, what a fucking gig. They're like, what a gig. They're like, send in your funniest home videos, and then like, I guess all of them were just complete dog shit because in every single one, Bob Saget needs to do a fucking voice <laughs> over it. I never, I, ne- I never found it funny. Spice it I up, ne- Bob. I never, and I, I'm not, I'm not trying to sound cool. I never found America's funniest home videos funny. Oh, I did. I mean, I was, I mean, I was a kid. I think it was, I, from a young age, I was just like, why is this guy talking? Yeah, so I've watched more recent episodes, and they did, I don't know when they stopped doing it, where Alfonso Rivera's the host, like my kids have put it on on Disney Plus or something, and what's interesting is that, because I, I remember seeing at some point a few of the Tom Bergeron episodes, and he did fucking voices over stuff too, and at some point they realized, like, hey, you know why kids like these, like, YouTube and Vine clips of, like, funny things happening is, like, just let the video happen? Because they don't talk over them anymore. Like, I'm not saying they necessarily... Man, they, they, I said what a gig about the last thing. What a double gig for... Oh, yeah. All you have to do is occasionally make the worst jokes ever written for 30 seconds in between showing videos. Incredible. Good gig. Good, Great gig. Yeah. So, I actually, like, while we're here... Let's just like power through the end of the plot because it's not really. Like, yeah, I mean the end of yeah about. the end of the plot is that they they have like a thirty minute battle royale and the, their whole plan was to lure the monsters to the theme park because uh, the giant Godzilla statue they built has a laser that can kill Godzilla through there and then they have like a they actually have I think some I read somewhere like the longest sustained fight in the series it's like twenty five minutes of them just. You know, like like uh, like Zach said last week, it's a it's wrestling tag team before wrestling was really uh, you know that big of a thing. Like it's it's two versus two, and just all the different combinations of how their uh, their attacks, their weapons, their their physical characteristics can attack. Uh, and the big difference for this one, obviously, that is as we've already alluded to, like they really start showing these monsters get fucked up. Like, it, it, this is, I, I think it's the next, the Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla, where, like, Angillus gets his jaw almost torn all the way off with, like, blood Yeah, and up. Godzilla, uh, Mechagodzilla, I should Mechagodzilla say, posing as Godzilla, yeah. has full, like, fists full of pink 70s blood, like, Dawn of the Dead yep. era, like, pink blood. Yeah, but, I mean, Godzilla gets a spike to the head and just blood spurts out in this one. Um, I mean, there's just, and then there's just blood all over the costume. Like, it's... It's it's a mess, um, but it also like I want to I want to touch on something yeah. while we're there. So okay, so there's that, but on the flip side, the a plot, the human plot, is extremely kiddy. So rather than just blowing up the TNT themselves or shooting the cockroaches in the tower with guns, they work with the government to get enough TNT to fill an elevator, and then the manga artist draws a picture of all of them as a group so that the cockroach aliens will shoot the TNT boxes and blow up the tower themselves. Yep. 
so from a, on the Godzilla plot, it's getting brutal. It's getting bloody. We're seeing a little bit. It's almost like we're getting into the era where like Godzilla is entering like a lone wolf and cub fight. Um, but on the human side, um, it's still extremely kitty. In uh, Ghidorah, um, a few years earlier, there's like entire sequences where guys are shooting at each other. A cop and the gangsters are shooting at each other, and no one is hit because the 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 gunfight is purely for the two parties to be like, "Oh no, I don't like you. Oh no, I don't like you," and then they both run away in their separate directions. <laughs> um, now, as we're entering into the next movie, well, not now, but in a few moments, when we enter into the next movie. We're we're going to transition from the era where the good guys at this point won't even blow up the tower themselves. They want the bad guys to blow up the tower themselves by shooting at what they think are the good guys and falling prey to like a something approaching an ironic end. I don't know. Something approaching a, a dramatic irony, I guess, is, is closer than a true irony. Um, and then... Uh, the bad guys blow up the tower, everything goes to shit, they're all crushed under the equipment, everything goes bad for them. But by the time we get to the Mechagodzilla movies, the two Mechagodzilla movies, <clears throat> there's gunfights and whipping yeah. and strangulation, and people are, like, wrestling like it's a true, like, 70s movie. Yep. And on top of that, the monsters, the monster fights are also getting bloodier. We're getting, like, arterial sprays and, and shit. Yep. So, uh, the the... the at this point, it feels like this movie is like a, a house divided against itself. Yeah, like, I think that's a... F- the human plot, the humans need to be safe and the humans need to be morally have clean hands. But the monsters can fuck each other up as much as they want. reason I like this movie um, as much as I do. Um, and again, it doesn't reach the highs of like being like legitimately good that I think the two Mechagodzillas we're going to talk about are. Um but I do think this is the best of the go the go for broke. We're we're not quite sure what Godzilla is anymore in movies, if that makes sense. Like you you don't really see any of those besides this one. But I like I said, some of them are fun, like the Ibera or um, or Son of Godzilla. Some of them are are not good, like Megalon or All Monsters Attack. I think this really and it, um. You know, coming off the heels of, of Hedorah that tried to take it darker, serious, and, and go back to like a very clear message. This one touches on some, some, some pollution components. I, um, I think this is the one with, uh, this, the pollution montage. That's this one, right? Um, yeah, I think so. Yes, 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 yes. So, which, uh, which I actually like. I, I like the that. The Godzilla movies have the aliens focus. One of the aliens focus is that the humans are, um, there's no guidance to the human experiment. People are just kind of growing and evolving and decimating the planet in, in, in a sort of seemingly oh, yeah. random growth pattern. Um, and these and aliens are like, this is, is this, this same, everything you're seeing. And it, as they're telling like what happened to their planet millions of years ago in the path that humans Black are Black hole on. planet three. Yeah. The, yeah the, the, I mean, that could be a translation. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Um, hypothetically. Move to somewhere that's not in a black hole. Uh, but uh, they they said that they did it to their planet too, and and it, then it shows like all this real life like destruction. So I mean, I, I like that. That's I like when Godzilla movies at least kind of return a little bit to like, oh yeah, these were supposed to be about something. Uh, obviously, uh, versus Hedorah went really hard in that direction, but it's still nice that like following what was perceived as a failure that they they go back to that. 
a little bit here. And I, I like the montage. I think it's effective. But this really is that kind of go for broke. Like we're going we're gonna to throw a new crazy monster that really just has a buzzsaw for its chest. Like it doesn't doesn't make sense as a monster anymore. We're going to have Geeter as going to be an evil theme park with cockroach alien bugs. We're going to really go hard on the both the fight scene and the, the destruction scenes. And everything's going to kind of be zippy and, you know, oh, yeah, sure. Why don't the dinosaur or the, the monsters, uh, you know, talk to each other in speech bubbles so that we can... We can have some some minor communication between what they're going to do. Like, not the first time they talk to each other. They talk to each other in Ghidorah, too. Like, they just didn't have the speech bubbles. So, um, so yeah, like, I really like it as that. And when I was watching these movies originally, coming off some ones that were a little bit like, okay, that was fine. This also felt like a little bit of a, of a fun, light, breezy breath of fresh air. So it's not great shakes, but I do think really like at least talking about one of the gopher broke silly entries in, in Godzilla, the Showa era is critical because it, it's kind of what it's, you know, sometimes that's what it's mostly remembered for. And while I think there's a lot of legitimate good, not that this doesn't isn't legitimate good, but like just uh, less kitty, less silly in the Showa era outside outside of even just the first movie. Um, you know, this is this type of movie is still very important to this era. And I thought if we're, if we're going to talk about one of those, this is the one I have the most fun with because i think the movie's having a lot of fun with all the different things that at this point what the fuck doesn't matter let's go ahead and do it and then this one's also worth calling out because uh katsumi tezuka who has played who is does the pseudomation for godzilla and has done it since uh the original godzilla he also does angelus and uh i think i think someone else uh he, uh, he, this is his last movie that he does. Uh, he's not because he gets fired or anything, <laughs> but just because, uh, yeah, it's pseudom- he's like, I think Aguirre should walk. Uh, he's like, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> we'll get someone. He's, first of all, he's, he's going to be in the next movie. We're going to get someone else. Uh, but it, it's, it's tough. He's, I mean, he's been doing it at this point for, for 16 years and, uh, pseudomation is, uh, you know, like you realize they're in these suits, they can't see anything. There's explosions going around. They're they're tossing and turning. It's hot as shit. They're in a stage light area, so you know he put in the work. Uh, so this is also a fun, uh, a kind of a fun ending to to his run too. That's worth marking the time as well. It sounds like you picked from reading online reviews. It sounds like you picked um, the correct silly one. Um, Megalon, I think is. More I don't need poorly. to read. I've seen them all, Peter. What? Oh, from you reading online reviews. I thought you were telling me it looks like from reading online reviews. Yeah, I'm saying yeah. from the position I'm speaking. Yeah, from. sorry. So from from me reading online reviews, it sounds like you picked the right one of the, the sort of silly show at Yura because um, some of the other ones uh, that, that have similar problems to this one, the sort of lightness of tone and the sort of <clears throat> cruddiness of the plot... Um, that this is the one that is is silly fun, um, and I I agree. Like I, it's I had not a good boring. time with this one. I don't it gets think. it gets it's not. I don't think it's boring. It's incredibly stupid for most of its runtime, right yeah. but it does end with pretty good a pretty good series of fights, and it is shocking to have a a, 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 a kaiju who whose whole thing is like my whole body is very sharp. <laughs> yeah, like. 
Like my, I will cut holes in you, and you'll spring a leak. Yeah. Like this is as as a as is happening in the adult movies, or I should say, like the movies for adult audiences in uh, the not like pinky films, but like movies that are <laughs> happening in adult for adult audiences in the early seventies in Japan, where if somebody gets shot, they you know, so it's a there's a fucking condom full of blood that explodes and sh- shoots out pink blood everywhere. Um, in that sense, we're uh, we're, we're kind of keeping up, but the human plot is still going to be pretty silly. And there's some silliness in the Godzilla versus, uh, Godzilla and Aguirre's versus, uh, Gigan and King Ghidorah fight in this. Uh, one of the ways that they win is that King Ghidorah and Gigan, and this reminds me very much of like watching Power Rangers and, and, you know, like Japanese anime and such later, is that because there's no honor among thieves, there's no goodness about, among evil, um, they accidentally knock into each other and start smacking each other around. Yeah. Um, but they don't actually start turning on each other until Godzilla and Anguirus do a special like attack to make Ghidorah fully wipe out Gigan. And then all of a sudden, like, the battle is lost. Like the Gigan and King Ghidorah cannot come back from <laughs> from turning on each other. Uh, that is very much like a silly, like, kids' TV show. Like, it very much reminds me of shit I used to watch in, like, Cartoon yeah. Network growing up. And not in a bad way. Um, but, like, the next time we see Godzilla in Terror of Godzilla, um, for this this series, obviously there's other movies in between, um, it, it we're back to, like, we're kind of back to, like, grimness again. Um, they still, they're still, like, buds among the, there's still allyship um among the among the group but um we're we're kind of back to um like when godzilla comes in frame he's there to fuck people up. yeah i mean he really feels like a lone gunman in uh in terror but we'll, we'll get there so so yeah gigan is a success they make godzilla versus megalon which i truly think is a dire godzilla film it is uh it has one shot that has been memed to death which is the one where like um godzilla is uh, horizontal, completely horizontal, and, and kicking towards a monster, but it has a very boring monster, kind of a like a fun on paper plot um, around uh, this underwater civilization called, uh, I think, the Mu civilization that sends up um, sends up a monster to defend the human race. You know, fucking Aquaman plot type stuff. Um, but the problem is like it. It kind of was already done. Like there's a there's a Ishiro Honda movie that the one that features Manda called Antragon that came out in '62. Um, that it doesn't have Godzilla, but is is the one that introduced like the Mu civilization and Manda. And I, I actually really like that movie. I was I was catching up on some of the non Godzilla uh, Toho in canon movies that came out uh, of, of basically all the movies where if you of all the monsters that were featured in destroy all monsters if they weren't in a Godzilla movie. And, uh, Antrigon was actually my favorite that I, that I caught up with. Um, but this is really dire. The, 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 the characters are, uh, you know, two friends and then they have a, one of them has a kid. There's a lot of like going to, to, to go take a little toy boat to a river. Like it's, it's, it, it's silly, but it's silly and just incredibly boring. And because a kid is our protagonist again, um, it just it it lacks some of the go for broke and destructive energy. Like 
one thing I really appreciate about Gigan is that they actually start shooting these fight scenes at night. Like the the fight in the theme park is at night, and it adds some level of mood. And in, in Megalon, they're really in like a barren field with just uh, you know a kid in the background going, "You get him." They, they have a toy robot that comes to life. I forget how, but Jet Jaguar and like Godzilla and stuff like that. But it's really bad. Uh, and then we get to Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla, which both of us watched. Um, we can talk about it a little bit, and then we can wrap up with uh, Terror Mechagodzilla. But Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla is really like you you just feel a certain creative energy coming back, I think, to the franchise. And it's worth noting, we'll get there as we end Terror Mechagodzilla. Godzilla is just becoming less and less popular. Not only are they releasing one of these, these bad boys every single year, but Toho and other studios are just flooding the market with kaiju movies. Um, we're going to talk about one of those uh, non-Godzilla, non-Toho kaiju movies next week as I can show some of what was in, influential. But there's just there's just you know dozens of these that are coming out, and so Godzilla as a whole as a series is getting less less and less popular, and and people are buying less and less tickets. But it does feel like all of a sudden there starts to be a little bit more of a uh, let's let's try to revitalize people's interest, not by returning to old like they did in Gigan by throwing Ghidorah into the mix. So it wasn't just old monsters, but by really trying to create something interesting and new. And so Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla is notable for just there's a lot of different pieces going on. Uh, it, it reminds me the most, I think, of like a. If if Terra Mechagodzilla is the spaghetti western of uh, of the of the Godzilla movie, very loosely uh, the spaghetti western of the Godzilla movies, um, I do feel like Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla is the James Bond, uh, and that's also and that may just be because the opening is Godzilla walking into frame and blowing fire at the screen, and the title comes comes on, which which rules pretty hard, um, but it does have this whole fun like almost spy thriller mystery vibe because there's a Godzilla's attacking cities and destroying things and fighting his friend. And, uh, you know, and everyone's wondering what the fuck is going on until it's revealed that that's actually a, a robot, robot Godzilla, Mecha Godzilla being controlled by aliens who is trying to, uh, trying to destroy the earth. And then separately, there's a whole prophecy subplot with, uh, with a, um, with King Caesar, um, or is it? Do they say Kaiser or Caesar? Um, I don't know. I watched the sub, so um, we could just say Caesar. Sure. Uh, yeah, I, I. It's so amazing that these are on Criterion because I didn't have to have like one movie in the bunch that was distractingly dubbed. <laughs> you know, like I thought. I, I which it may be the situation for Heisei, uh series. I'm I'm not totally sure, but. But yeah, so so Mechagodzilla, I think, really, King Caesar is a prophecy and a monster that comes up. There's a, you know, Godzilla fights himself. There's fun reveals. It starts getting more violent. I mentioned, like, Mechagodzilla almost rips off Angelus's jaw. There's these, like, fights in cities again. Uh, this is John uh, Fukuda's uh, swan song in the series as well. But it really, I mean, it feels like there's an energy in this movie and a like more like precise focus on like filmmaking skills and plot developments and 
human characters and stuff like that that is still somewhat on the silly side, which will go away a, a lot more in the next movie, but just feels really energetic. And it, it does feel, like I said, the closest comparison I can say, at least from a, a tonal perspective is the best of like the 70s or 60s james bond movies where there's just a lot going on a lot of plot threads uh twists and turns and surprises and it you know it just feels really fun and adventurous the way uh that you want these movies and no longer aimed at kids like even though this movie is fine for kids and for the most part depending on how they 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 feel seeing godzilla with blood on him i guess uh it it's starting to feel like at least it's aiming for uh, adults to be able to enjoy these movies for what they are, especially um, kicking off with uh, Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. It feels like it's more shooting for a James Bond international audience. Yeah. So it's not it's not going to the extremes of any point, but there are boobs and there's beautiful women and there's gunfights and and knockout drag out fights and there's intrigue and there's mystery and it, it's it's there's things in there that like it doesn't feel as much of a straight putt as some of the showa era like uh, particularly godzilla versus gigan um where it's just like the movie just tells you what's going on and then it'll tell you again in 10 minutes in case you weren't paying attention or you came into the movie late and i'll tell you again in 10 minutes because this will probably be on tv at some point so you know like uh the, the 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 perspective has kind of shifted um to more of a a uh, the the way that it communicates with you is it expects just a little bit more out of you um however it's still incredibly accessible um for any international audience i, I think our experience is probably pretty similar uh to the experience of uh you know say a japanese person watching it for the first time um uh, there's a, I think, I think, uh, both the Mechagodzilla movies are pitched at a pretty broad audience. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um, which leads us to terror of Mechagodzilla. So terror of Mechagodzilla, uh, has a Shiro Honda come back to kind of pick up the plot, um, of the, of the last one. They, they were like, well, we could still do something with this. So it has the, it's the rare Godzilla movie where there's not just continuity between the Kaiju and the monsters, but uh, the vil- the the alien villains are the same. They're basically trying to come back and, after being defeated in the last one, come back and and try again using using different uh, different methods. Um, and it also is one where Shinohanda really wanted to bring back uh, tonally something closer to the original Godzilla movie. Um, and he succeeds. We'll talk about how. But it is. It is a sadder movie filled with like personal loss and tragedy and the, you know, Godzilla doesn't even show up until about an hour in. And it really is this like the, the, the overall tragedy is less of a a broader scale. You know, the original Godzilla is really good at this idea of, you know, a, a global or at least a nationwide threat and catastrophe. And this one still covers that tragedy on a much more like personal level both by way of a a father who lost a daughter and a daughter who is unable to regain her her humanity that was that was taken taken away from her um this movie though ends up becoming the swan song for the showa era wasn't meant to be um but this to this day peter they've released you know how many godzilla movies in japan 
This is the the Godzilla movie with the lowest ticket sales of all time in Japan. It was it was it was very well. It's just nice to know that bad taste is not just universal. specific to American audiences. Um, that it's it's all around the globe. General audiences have bad taste. Yeah, and it really was a, you know it got great reviews. It's worth noting. It just it was a people you know the seventies was was different than the sixties. Godzilla had had a long stretch where it was aimed at being more family friendly, kid focused films that that some adults would enjoy um and it's just people were kind of sick of godzilla it's worth noting that God, we'll, we'll talk about this you know in a, in a couple episodes but when godzilla comes back again in a new series the hisei series nine years later um the first couple of those movies do terrible at the box office too like so godzilla takes a while to really start you know, getting getting financially successful in even Japan again. But this one is another one that you know doesn't get a theatrical release in the United States. They re, they retitle like they always did. They retitled this one. Uh, did you see what they retitled this one in the United States, Peter? No. It's just, I think it's it's a hundred percent the dumbest retitling because it's not retitling enough to like try to frame it as something else. It's just completely. Uh, misreads the plot they change it from terror of mechagodzilla to terror of godzilla huh back before the internet existed and they marketers would just be like call it whatever you want almost all of these cut it however we want uh you can do whatever you want with this movie um it's not like people will travel between these two countries or ever find out what we did uh-huh. Yeah, I mean it's um it is funny because almost all of these movies we didn't talk we talked about a little bit end up getting renamed. There's like some exceptions like Destroy All Monsters and Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla and but but almost everything else is like even Godzilla vs. Gigan was retitled as Godzilla vs. the Cosmic Monster. Um which I wanna be honest, yeah. most of the titles are inaccurate. The sure. Because Godzilla versus the Astro Monster, we already have one called King Ghidorah. Yeah. You can't just give him a new name. Yeah, and there's two. It should have been Godzilla versus the Astro Monsters. Right? Yeah, there's multiple is the other or thing. Or Cosmic Gigan. Monster. It's not just, yeah, yeah it, it, it's it's Godzilla versus Gigan and also King Ghidorah is yeah. there. But not versus. He's he's just there for moral support. Um, but yeah, they're they're almost all renamed in the United States. Some sometimes, like we said, or I think last week, like removing Godzilla's name completely. Like instead of invasion of the Astro Monster, they're like uh, we'll call it Monster Zero or or something like that. So, um, which is just a, a funny like. Which also, to be fair, when I was first trying to collect all these movies uh in in the like you know mid to late 90s it was a huge pain in the ass to figure out what i was supposed to collect like our terror of mechagodzilla and terror of godzilla the same movie <laughs> you know it, it took it took a very early internet and probably looking at like nets infoseek and other search engine lycos going on lycos to try to figure out what godzilla movies i need to find uh but anyway so, yeah, so Terror of Mechagodzilla picks off, I mean, over the credits, it has a recap of the last movie, which kind of shows how connected it's going to be. But essentially, there's these marine biologists that are going out, and they're in the ocean, and they're uh, looking for, um, 
Well, there's a combination. There's marine biologists. There's also Interpol agents who are looking at Mechagodzilla's remains. So it really is like a pickup where they left off because Godzilla threw, uh, threw Mechagodzilla, t- tore his head off and threw it in the ocean. Uh, and they're attacked by a giant aquatic dinosaur called uh, Titanosaurus. Um, and, uh, yeah, the crew vanishes. And then later, a marine biologist goes down to kind of check out the dinosaur that they apparently saw. People are like, I don't know if that's this dinosaur. Like, what, what's funny, What what is a funny thing in this movie, for a movie that's generally pretty serious, is like everyone being very, very like, I don't know, a dinosaur. I don't know about that. It's like, where have you lived for the last 20 years? <laughs> yeah. It, I, 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 you can connect most of these Showa movies in like an undeniable chronology. Because yeah. um, like even in Godzilla versus um, Mechagodzilla, uh, there's flashbacks to like the King Ghidorah fight. And Gyrus also creates a thing where like if Gyrus is here and looks the same, he's been in previous movies where they formed relationships like you can connect all these show movies into a loose, loose chronology for sure if that is true people should know that they're space aliens they should know yeah. that the world just creates mutants sometimes yeah <laughs> they should know that mad scientists can create things but all of a sudden they're just like i don't know buddy that's where i draw the line <laughs> zach called it really well that like there, the continuity exists for the monsters and not for the human characters. Yeah, that was a really good. Yeah. That's a really good call out. Um, is this the death of Titanosaurus? Yeah, he. I. I. I he might be in um, Final Wars, but yeah, he never comes back. I really like that. Like, I think Titanosaurus is. It's cool that there's a big, another big dinosaur um from the ocean sort of a godzilla like monster but just with a very different design um more aquatic looking actually <laughs> yeah he's got he's but, got he's got uh, wind powers so he's like one fourth of captain planet oh really quick um i should have mentioned this but i just like it was the thing i was talking about like i want i want monsters to be dispensed with and for them to move on to a new monster and have to build a new suit yeah. every movie. i mean in, I in fairness none of the monsters from this series comes back because this is the last of the series but i they they don't pull them out for any other. Uh, oh, that's true. Uh, that I'm aware of. Also worth calling out too when we talk about how good tonally this is. So uh, they did a story contest to see who got, to, and they had you had to submit like a a story to try to figure out who was going to write. Um, and this was uh, the the person who wrote this movie who won the story contest and then wrote the movie uh, was a woman. It was the first time a, a woman had written a Godzilla movie and they let her also write like the drafts with notes and everything else. Uh, her name was Yukiko Takayama. Um, and Ishiro Honda was really bummed that they never got funding for another one after this because uh, he wanted to work with her again because had, so he said that um, a woman writing a Godzilla movie offered a much different perspective into what they'd ever done before. And he wanted to do, uh, wanted to do more of it so meant to- that's a cool that's a cool concept yeah interesting how they we talked about that with star trek too how they like, used to submit yeah scripts you- sci- sci-fi uh sci-fi does have a sort of hidden history of women writers um because um, they had a lot of contests the, the, the big the, the yeah. big voices like gene ronberry get blown up but some of the some of the other voices don't get the same prominence yeah. because, you know, it's, it's this sort of male creator, uh, male auteur um, vision is, is just so strong in people's minds. Yeah. This idea that, like, men create art and women don't. Women possibly sometimes participate in art. Um, 
but women aren't artists. Uh, it's it's a it's a cool story. I didn't I didn't see any of that in my research, so I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, when they do get the marine, the marine biologist, uh, uh, knows, uh, they they get to tight to, they they go down to look for Titanosaurus. Um. He's like, hey, I remember there was this like mad scientist named uh, Mufoon, uh, who who talked about Titanosaurus like 20 years ago and everyone laughed him out of the scientific community. We should go check out. It seems like he was right. So let's go check him out. Um, and you know that, um, uh, you, you know that Mifune is played by um, the same actor who's in like 10 of the, like in 12 of these movies who played uh, Sirizawa in the first one. Yeah. 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 He's just wearing um, a big, uh, big white fake beard in the yeah in the older scenes it is it, like i said i really like that connection to it. it almost feels like an alternate his his story ends up almost being an alternate universe sarazawa with instead of sarazawa sacrificing himself and destroying his research where he instead gets like bitter at a lack of recognition and and turns on humanity which is what he was worried about doing you know sarazawa in the first one so yeah i like i like i like that i like that the series has like science in conflict with how to handle these issues right yeah. like um and that like this is a movie very much mafune's uh whole plot is very much about like he, he's he's personally conflicted in a way that like the villains usually aren't the villains i mean even the um gorilla aliens in this what are we calling the black hole planet three uh they're called simians simians yeah i'm gonna call them were apes sure um the were apes are as simple as any 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 Godzilla vill- alien villain. They want they want to you know mine the planet. They want to take it over. We talked about it a little bit where you know they, they didn't like they don't like the disorder of human growth. How we kind of like we there seems to be no plan. Um, they don't like that. Um, Mafune is a very understandable human thing where he was like doing research. He was trying to figure out a way to control. Um, certain animals yep. and at the same time he was doing research on certain animals and he discovered and titanosaurus he, and everyone's like he discovered titanosaurus. Yeah. and speaking of people being like i don't know about that in this timeline godzilla exists yeah no I know. godzilla exists so even if he made this this proposal like the year before the year before wouldn't somebody come back and be like dude you don't need oh, to be Oh, hey, what was that guy years? who kept talking about the dinosaur? Maybe we should t- we should we should check on him. Uh Oh, his stuff happened after Godzilla because no, it did. this yeah. movie came yeah. because I'm I'm putting the math together. He said 15 years ago is when they like rejected him. Yeah, again, it's the continuity of like who believes in what. I mean, remember in King Kong versus Godzilla they never they, they talk about like a lot of the characters don't seem to know that Godzilla has been there even though he's frozen in the iceberg from his last fight uh with with Angillus and Godzilla raids again so again continuity between the the monsters no continuity between humans to to any like realistic extent but anyways so yeah uh uh the marine biologists they go to the uh to Mifune's house and they're like we should check on him and his daughter uh answers the door and says hey he's Dad, he burned all his notes on Titanosaurus when no one b- believed um, them. And then you find out that Mifune is working with uh, uh, Moogle and the Simeon aliens. And f- to do a couple things. One, they're saying, hey, our plans are combined. I'm going to, you know, 
Mifune is like, I'm going to prove that I can control Titanosaurus and use that to to level the globe and start over against, you know, again, he has a, he has a, uh, thinks that humanity is, is too evil and mean and, you know, he's been rejected by, by society and so, you know, wants to destroy society and start over, which aligns well with the simians who want to destroy humanity to, to take over the planet. So they're going to, they basically have, they're both kind of like a little, one thing I really like about this movie is that they both have a sense of like, Mifune is very much like Mechagodzilla sucks, but I'll help. And the simians really don't think much of his, his mind control device on Titanosaurus. So they are both helping each other with their technology to control a monster to destroy the world because both of them, it's not like they're combining forces to like, make one good monster really they're both like your idea sucks but you know conceptually we're and aesthetically we're on board your but your your plan of executions we don't agree with so we're going to do both uh and you find out that um they've also recovered mechagodzilla and are working to put it together how will it be controlled this time what will be different well we find out that uh mifune's uh daughter is actually a cyborg uh who died in one of his experiments and the simians brought her to one of the experiments to control Tanosaurus brought her back to life kind of by, uh, by making her a mecha body and essentially fusing it with the power to control mecha Godzilla. So again, not just a robot brain being controlled by remotes, but someone who is uh, like psychically linked with a mech, which uh, yeah, I think is the only time that idea has ever been used in Japanese cinema. Uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I I just I the whole vibe of this is really good and it's moody. so good. Like that, yeah, it's actually atmospheric. It is. Um, the Mufune the Mufune flashbacks. Um, particularly are so sad. So the the robot daughter. Yeah. yeah, they're sad, and you get why he's like torn and and mixed. He has mixed allegiances where he's like. I, 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 my dedicate my life to research. Also, like these people kind of saved my daughter and are willing to fund my research. But also, like my goal, of my research was not to destroy the planet. The goal of my research was to prove that there was, you know, this this entire class of undersea life. Yeah, and um, now it's now that like obsession has killed my daughter. But also, the the only reason my daughter is alive is also to go and kill the rest of the planet. So he's. He seems still pretty hell-bent on his plan, but yeah, I mean, he it's it's not like a it's not like the way that the mad scientists in these movies have basically been portrayed up to this point. Like he is a he is a broken, rejected, despondent man who's working with evil forces that um, you know, like it he's it's very clear that like his aim has been he's lost sight of why he's doing this either because he's 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 lost more in his attempt to punish the world for his loss than he did in the initial loss that made him become a recluse who wanted to prove everyone wrong. Yeah. And, and he's right. Um, that's the, that's the ultimate point. It's like, he wasn't some crazy guy whose goal was to like create a super weapon. His goal was like, I, we can not only communicate with these creatures, I can control them. Um, and he was right on all fronts. Yeah. Um, and what I do like about the sadness of this movie is that like Titanosaurus doesn't want to do any of this shit. Yeah. Like 
it's just a wild animal. Like it's kind of harkening back to the origins of, of Godzilla. Godzilla, where it's like, can you really blame Godzilla for destroying Tokyo? Because they destroyed his habitat, and he lashes out to try and stop the the species to get a food that, source. Yeah, he's trying to find food. <clears throat> he's trying to stop the species that's harming him from you know uh, doing further harm. Um, however, you read Godzilla's actions in the first movie. Um, which at this point kind of has almost like a poetic simplicity yeah. um, because the series has just gotten so crazy. Yeah. Um, the, however you read that, like, I feel like Titanosaurus is sort of an extension of that. Like that Godzilla is sort of this like wild animal monster who doesn't want to be bothered, doesn't want to become the, the fucking um, tool or weapon of uh, some sort of broader fight. Um he wants to, he wants to, like, just live and be a creature. Uh, and his discovery immediately puts him in danger because humankind does exist in a, in a social order wherein once something is, is found out, somebody's going to try and take advantage of it. Somebody's going to try and hurt Titanosaurus. Somebody's going to try and, and uh, exploit Titanosaurus. Something's going to happen. Um, it just happens to be uh, human-shaped aliens in this, you know? Yeah, a hundred percent, and that that uh, I mean, the sadness extends to you know his his daughter too. Like his daughter fall, falls in love with uh, the marine biologist who falls in love with her, and you know there's a lot of like you know not she can't really reveal the truth. The audience doesn't know the truth. This isn't one of those like you said, like Godzilla versus Gigan, where the aliens have a conversation at the beginning of the movie of what they're up to, <laughs> like literally just like so we're gonna do this theme park. Here's where we're going to – and then you know the motivation throughout it. Like, you know, at first you don't know that her father's alive and you don't know that – you know, they don't reveal the that, – that she's died and became a mech and is control of, uh, of, of Mechagodzilla until the last, like, 20 minutes. Like, Mechagodzilla doesn't come out to the last 10 or 15 minutes. So um, it really does have this, like, um, you know, the, that kind of, like, I am somewhat – I want to be human. I want just to be a normal person. I want to just be in love with this nice marine biologist. And instead, you know, I am, I am controlled. I'm a, I'm a robot without agency. And, and so I, uh, I am forced to, um, I am, I am forced to, uh, you know, do, do what I've been programmed to do essentially, which, um, yeah, it's, it's the whole thing ends up being very heartbreaking and even Titanosaurus, when he's going on his rampage, like you said, like he has no interest in it. Um, I, I love that scene so much. That scene is fucking amazing where, uh, Titanosaurus, um, is, is rampaging Tokyo at night and the tanks and everyone isn't stopping them. Then all of a sudden out of the, out of the off screen, a blue, you know, the, the signature blue flame hits him in the chest and knocks him over. And it like pans but it's very far away and there's godzilla uh and they they redid godzilla's suit like godzilla's suit looks so good it's the best it's looked it looks rad. since king kong versus godzilla he looks more less like a buddy and a friend that they are a kid version but back kind of to the idea that like he's a he's a uh dinosaur and a force of nature uh, cr- uh and a creature uh to reckon with and stuff like that and so yeah it, that's why like this reminds me a little bit of like a western like you know the the bad guy is terrorizing the village and out of nowhere an hour into the movie the hero appears with a lone bullet off screen and like in, 
introduces himself to to the to the film suddenly. Um, it's just it's fantastic. It's so good. Yeah, yeah, and um, the, the man uh, to take a, take a quick step back. Um, there's a lot of like complicated plots on who who controls Mecha Godzilla and for what. Um, and in the previous film, there was even an incredible fake out where Mecha Godzilla just looked like regular Godzilla um, and kills uh, or severely harms Angiris um, by doing that horrible uh, jaw thing that we were talking about, where he stretches his jaw open until Angiris kind of crawls yeah. off back into the sea. Um, <clears throat> Godzilla in this throws down, like, he is out for vengeance against Mecha Godzilla. He has, like, bad memories of this fucking guy. <laughs> like, the context of the last movie actually adds to, I think, some of the um, brutality of this one, because, like, for Godzilla, it's become, like, personal. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what it feels like, right? Like, he's he's like, are you kidding me with this shit? Like, he's he's back to save the day, but there's a lot less of the, like, emotes that we're used to with Godzilla. Like, he's alone, right? He doesn't have a friend this time with Angelus. He's he's not summoned. There's no there's no characters on screen going. Godzilla's not going to like the Titanosaurus is rampaging through the city. This is his town, Buster. Like we've gotten so many movies. Like there's almost no commentary to him being there by anyone. Um, and I I kind of love yeah, that. He, like he knows why he's here. And if you've seen the last movie, you know exactly why he's yeah. here. He's got to finish this fucking fight. Yeah, he does feel like a lone gunman, though. Like, with no allies and no one to support. The dramatic uh, uh, tension in this movie that I really like is because it's not sort of a team effort, they can really focus on individual um, individual fights, individual actions, and there's a gravity and a weight to the way that uh, Godzilla moves in this, as well as the way that Mechagodzilla moves in this, that I think is missing from some of the other movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, That, like, I spoke about this in last week's episode, where um, on occasion in these Showa movies, the people can feel sort of, uh, the, the monsters can feel sort of floaty or lifeless, and sometimes they're just throwing rocks at each other, and I really felt it in King Kong versus Godzilla. Like, I really don't like that movie. Um, the more that I see great Godzilla movies in this era, I'm like, that movie sucks. Um, my uh, the, the, the grade that I'm... Uh, that I, I saw you lower the, the curve that I'm yeah. grading on is making me dislike King Kong versus Godzilla more and more, because there's not this, like amazing weight and physicality of wrestling there's not like a sort of dynamic quality in the fights like there is here in this movie and in, in um godzilla versus mecha godzilla because like when godzilla grabs mecha godzilla it feels like he's he's actually going to like tear off his arm or he's putting him in position for a really solid blow and i i i never thought about it this way in the previous movies but now i'm thinking about it like the movies always have a moment where, okay, so they have a fight in a big city, so that you can see buildings getting stomped, and then usually for the final fight, they take away the big cities, more or less, and they give you, like, a wasted, like, a wasteland, blasted heath kind of scenario, yeah. right? It's like, <laughs> it's sort of like in certain, uh, it's sort of like in certain old, like, anime, where it's like, 
In this episode, everything is green and life, full of life, and then the fight goes into the next week, and then all of a sudden it's less green and full of life, and then by episode six, it's like the surface of the fucking moon, yeah. right? Um, this happens in almost every Godzilla movie. It's obvious why they do that. It's so it, you can have a flat, clear place to do physical wire moves and, and to do these, like, um, more... Um, these well, yeah, like they say, like, it's not like it doesn't hurt, hurt stepping on all these sets. buildings. Like, yeah, like, it's... like you can you can do it without rehearsing. Yeah. Like, oh, sorry, you can do it without having to rebuild seventeen versions during. You the get rehearsal. more than one like, take. Yeah, you can keep doing takes. You can be be more experimental, and the camera work feels more experimental. It's getting low shots to make Godzilla look powerful. It's really obscuring the fact that this is just a fucking guy in a suit. Yeah, they're they've really obscured it. And one of the reasons they do that, or one of the ways that they do that, is the continual escalation of bleeding godzilla yeah. which I, I don't know if that'll ever stop shocking no it's it's that, so like, godzilla so can spring a leak good. well let, let's talk about that itself so like i mentioned how much hot how good honda had gotten at like showing the not just the destruction but like viscerally showing it in camera so instead of like these wide shots that clearly show like titanosaurus in a suit it shows him like from you know low angles looking up in a dark sky like you know it's 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 a lot more about trying to show the horror in the destruction there's a shot here where mechagodzilla after he emerges uh to you know after titanosaurus gets defeated by godzilla now they both have to go out and destroy him as well um but there's a there's a shot here where he fires a missile into the ground and the camera's at like street level and normally when that missile would go off there'd be like a little bit of fire in these movies instead it hits the street and into the camera the street like an earthquake like literally goes up into it and stuff crashing and it it looks like they're crashing a train table like they're literally lifting up a train table that has multiple sections and just letting the earth ripple under it it's it is it's like like it cut the earth earth open it's like and it's some of it's rising and some of it's falling and like in all these movies i've never seen anything like that right like they they are really going for broke and in the final battle which has Godzilla and Titanus versus versus both of them, and again feels feels a little bit like Good, the Bad, and the Ugly with the three facing off like in a triangle, you know, before they all all kind of go at each other. They literally are just besides the bloody impact, like they are. He is Godzilla is running through like the le- the level of explosions that Mechagodzilla is doing, just explosions and flames, and it is a guy running through an elaborate set. That is, it is being exploded. And then at the end, Godzilla is literally on fire, right? Like he, he is caught on fire. The actor in the Godzilla suit is, is on fire running through this like explosion in this like wasteland. It is so goddamn good. It's, it's incredible. And they also do something that I've never seen in, in previous Godzilla movies, maybe in the first one. Um, so don't hold me to it factually, but like you don't see this technique very much. In the background, they have one of the shots of um, Mechagodzilla or Titanosaurus, I forget, stepping on buildings, blowing them up, explosions. And they have a composite shot of real actors scurrying to evacuate a building. Oh, yeah. And unlike the previous movies, we talked about this with Zach, in a lot of these movies, it's 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 it almost reminds me of... Um, Neon Genesis Evangelion, which is obviously clearly like referencing these movies, where 
people have evacuated hours before the fight or minutes before the fight. They're mostly watching it from like outside town with binoculars or watching it on TV or listening on the radio to see how the fight is going. Like it is a wrestling match. In this, Mechagodzilla sweeps in with such a genocidal force that people are in danger again. And I like that. Like I I like there being actual violent stakes where like these monsters can be taken out of commission. At the end of this, I feel like Mechagodzilla is truly dead. Um, and that people are in danger and that, and and like Godzilla steps in two teenagers are like, let's go check it out. Like, let's go get closer to the fight. Um, and then Mechagodzilla is about to go rocket this whole street to kill him. Um, and then Godzilla steps up to, to, you know, just interrupt in the moment of time. But like in that shot, I was a hundred percent confident or, you know, whatever, 90% confident that. Mechagodzilla was going to blow up those kids and they were going to like, because at this point in the movie, like we've seen boobs, um, we've seen blood. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because they, when they show that the she's, uh, yeah, this is one of two, only two Godzilla movies to feature nudity. I don't remember the nudity in Godzilla versus Space Godzilla probably because I was falling asleep because it's one of the worst movies. But uh, yeah, they, it, it is a man. So it is a mannequin. This is not the actress's real uh, uh, chest. But, uh, but yeah, it's, I mean, it still looks. They they cut it out of the American release, so you know it looked pretty good. Real real enough, yeah. Real enough um, for Dan. Real enough to work with. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, a very sad sorry. boy yeah. jerking off to a Betamax import <laughs> of this. She has her stomach open, and there's there's fake plastic boobs on top. Like this is all. It's rated G. It's, it's all, all I heavy, have. Baby. Someone invent the internet quick. <laughs> My mom canceled her Talbot subscription, so this is all I've got. Um, but yeah, that composite shot where you can see people like evacuating a building in the foreground, but in the background, it's a composite shot of um, Titanosaurus, let's say, stepping on a building. I was like, why have they not done this in every single movie yeah. at least once? Yeah, Just they once do it in King Kong versus shot of people. Bit, but. Yeah, it, it's just like King Kong versus Godzilla. Like the fights themselves look so crummy with the giants that like I I can I give little uh, forgiveness to uh, forgiveness to uh, other things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Titanosaurus is really the focus of this movie. Um, if you're frustrated that Mechagodzilla came back, um, so what's the what's the <laughs> Rise of Skywalker thing? Um, somehow, the dead speak. Somehow, somehow, Mechagodzilla has returned. Mechagodzilla returning though makes sense because you can put a robot back together. Yeah, I hope this time though Godzilla has scattered the parts enough that they can't be again. No, I mean there are more Mechagodzilla films, but in different different. I'm not saying I never want to see him again, but I want to see it. Yeah, it's it's out of this series. New suit, new approach, new era. Like I want to see it done again. Well, you won't unless you won't unless you go on your own or it features in Final Wars because I've the 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 um Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla isn't isn't all that great. Um, I do there's. There's kind of a, the only two Millennium series uh, that share a common continuity. Um, Mechagodzilla is a chief part of the plot, and those, that's actually one of the better runs of the Millennium series. So, but I, but yeah. you will have to go on your own, sir, because I have no more Mechagodzilla planned. But this this one's the best. By far. all I'm saying is I'm fine with people coming back as long as it's in a new era, new suits, new look, you know, new approach. I don't want to see King Ghidorah. 
with a very similar color palette and a very similar approach uh, again. Like you I'm, won't, I'm, I'm you won't see any of these. People again, this is it, Peter, for the Showa era. Unless you go back. Oh, I personally. mean for jumping back. Oh. For jumping back, I'm going to eventually watch Destroy All Monsters and be like, fucking more King Ghidorah? Ghidorah. More? You can see those wacky heads. Just the, the thing about him is that he uh he is very dangerous, but he and this is partially just because of like the wire work and the way the puppet works and the the pseudimation works, but it also just looks like the dumbest thing on the face. Just Wah! His hands just yeah oh yeah man I I I think it's it's cool it's it's definitely cool in certain shots but certain shots I'm just like you just a whack you just a wacky guy like slow down you're probably throwing up constantly it's like a fly <laughs> flying his heads using the same technology that those things that are, are out in front of um auto dealerships uses yeah, basically an air tube basically yeah head of an air tube. Uh yeah, so this this movie this movie's great and was such a like I mean a a greatness that was very apparent to me when I watched all these movies back when I was fifteen, uh when I was fifteen too. Oh, and it ends with obviously Godzilla defeats everyone. Um, Titanosaurus actually um he uh he gets the the collar off him and there's kind of a three way rumble, but like it it ends in tragedy. Godzilla marches off to the sea. But um, you know, by defeating Mechagodzilla, he she, he also killed Mufune's daughter because they were connected, and so everyone kind of stands with Mufune's daughter dead in their arms, and Godzilla goes off into the sea again. Lone gunman going back. Um, no one even comments on it really. Like it, it's it's really wonderful and really different from everything else in this era. And I, you know, while obviously I think you know it made sense from a box office pers- perspective to end the Godzilla series. Uh, and I really like the the Heisei series that's you know starts up nine years later. I would have liked to see, like, if this had been a success, it would have been interesting if they would have continued movies in this vein. Because you know, do they end up going back to some sort of silly realm that ends up becoming uninteresting? Which is kind of like, in some ways, the arc of the Godzilla series in general, where they they you know Heisei starts out fantastic and has some of my favorite movies in in all the series gets a little bit long in the tooth and ends with one of the best Godzilla movies of all time. Um, and, I, and Godzilla Millennium never is a little different, but like, you know, did what come if they would have gotten the budget, like they tried to, like I said, this wasn't an intentional end of an era. It was just a financial, I think people are sick of it. And then when they brought back Godzilla in 1984, it was mainly to try to capitalize on marketing for, uh, you know the 30th anniversary of of Godzilla, uh, and it didn't even work because the the film was not was not very successful in Japan or the United States where it was released uh, theatrically. But we'll talk more about that soon. So Peter, now having seen a lot of these, I know again we I started with maybe two in the Showa series. I'm really glad, really glad we ended up doing more, and also really glad that you ended up um, liking it. Any any kind of parting thoughts on either terror. Or these movies, or just the Showa series in general? Um, first thought, there's a two-on-one fight between Godzilla and Titanosaurus and yeah. uh, Mechagodzilla. Where did all Godzilla's buds on on Monster Island go? Well, Angelus was hey, so annoyed what, with... what yeah, happened? I mean, he was like, that guy's ordering me, do this, do that, and then the army shoots me. Not not doing anything. You saw what happened to Angiris. Yeah. I mean, that was his only friend. Obviously, his adopted son is in the the foster care system now. I don't know. 
Mm-hmm. Manila, Manila never the comes mon- back. The monster care system. Yeah, I, I, I just really appreciate that this series, though, um, the sensibilities, it seems like, didn't align with audiences enough to save the series and take it uh, gently into the next era. Um, in terms of the actual quality and, and, and the work that stands, um, I think it's pretty rad that they went out uh, with some, some, some bite and some teeth. That the end, of, that like it actually elicited an emotional reaction out of yeah. me when uh, Katsura um, is dying and she sort of suicides her her robot robot body her her robotty um, uh, so that she can end end her own pain um, after being mo- uh, wounded um, and just from the guilt of having served an evil cause is 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 pretty pretty gnarly for this yeah. series and also like it in the in godzilla versus uh gaigen their their plans for this like children's world with like you know like we're gonna build new monsters and you're gonna like those new monsters better it's very silly and very like you know borderline satiric in this the space aliens literally open up and they're discussing their plans for the world like the way that hitler discussed his plans for paris so they show how they're going to rebuild tokyo because the way that cities happen is that, like, even the best, you know, city planners in the world can't control every element, right? So eventually, blocks don't match the grid. And, yeah. And, you know, uh, these little streets get co- gobbled up into, you know, patios and stuff. Um, their first plan is to lay out Paris like... Sorry, the first plan is to lay out Tokyo the way that Hitler was going to lay out Paris with like a central circle and and concentric circles around it. Um, so sort of like a circular grid um, that grew out. Like it's it's literally like I think it's it's a direct reference to that. So these are like just like space fascists like yeah. trying to cause chaos, turn man against man so that they can impose an order on, on mankind. But Godzilla is a force of wild nature, right? Like Godzilla very often has to be convinced to, to stand in mankind's uh, defense. And so I, I find it very, the series has been far more, the Showa series has been far more interesting to me because it is weirdly logical from the way that we've been following it. Yeah. Like Godzilla does kind of default to just doing Godzilla things. Like, He's like, well, I guess if I have to be on the surface, I'm going to, you know, live on Monster Island and, you know, try and form a new community because you've destroyed my old community. And then it's like, well, uh, we really need your help, Godzilla, to defeat this 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 ultimate evil. And he's like, why the fuck would I do that? I'm a wild animal. Like, I think, why the, what, what good would that serve me? Um, so I, I, I find the overall story of the Showa series actually fairly compelling in a way that I was expecting this to be like gobbledygook man I was expecting this to be like watching random episodes of Star Trek and you being like well how'd you feel about the Glorklock Spear and I'd be like I didn't really know what the Glorklock Spear was but it seemed to have a big dramatic effect on Picard um like first of all I haven't done that to you in Star Trek I've been very careful about how you haven't no 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 you haven't you don't to get defensive about it it's it's good it's it's you haven't but the point is that if you had just shown me like yeah. an, a random episode from a borg arc oh yeah it would have been it would have been 
Yeah, yeah, a random episode from, you know, like, Picard's family stuff. And be like, he has a nephew now? Who cares? <laughs> you know, like, but you showed me family first, which gave it this, like, wonderful context. And so I appreciate, Aaron, what you've done for me for the Showa era. Because, like, I feel like I've gotten a good sense of the highs, the lows, the middles. Um, and that I, I do feel like I get a sense of, of the sort of back and forth that people have with Godzilla. Whereas before I was like... Yeah, some corny shit happened in the 60s and the 70s where Godzilla went from a monster to being... If you'd asked me before, I would have said Godzilla in the 60s or 70s went through some sort of corny-ass arc where he became Earth's defender after being Earth's destroyer. But after, but you watch them all in this sort of context where, like, there's reasons for Godzilla to defend the Earth and there's sort of these interconnected monster relationships that make sense if you've seen the previous movies. Like, that all tracks for me in a way that like I wasn't expecting so I appreciate the selections you made because I know you probably went through that list a few times to hem and I know at least Zach influenced your list but you probably went through that list a few times so I uh, just want to say uh mission accomplished um that I got uh yeah mission accomplished yeah I'm I'm, I'm really glad that's the case and you know, actually, that's one of the hardest parts I've struggled with more on the next series because I, you know, it's it it still works as standalone movies very much. So I this is not this is not like showing up to like uh, Captain America Civil War and you've never seen any of them or just like wait what who who the fuck are all these people why are they fighting why do I care type thing you may have felt that way even if you've seen all of them up to that point, uh, Peter, but. It's not. It doesn't have that much continuity that it's, but it has enough to at least understand. Like I, I am a little bummed that there's, there's not really a good way for you to see. Well, here's who this new Godzilla is because in the next Godzilla series, like I said, we're gonna be wiping away everything but the first one, uh, and then we're gonna go off into uh, the Return of Godzilla, also in the United States called uh, Godzilla 1985 is. Godzilla emerging for the first time in 30 years after his uh, death at the hands of Sarazawa and the Oxygen Destroyer. So, uh, yeah, all these get wiped away, uh, and we, 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 our next Godzilla series starts with a sequel um, to, to the original. But, yeah, I, I really do love these movies. I mean, it, it's great that they go out on, on, I think, another one that is very serious and sad, and at least... At least, uh, if not from a scale standpoint, similar to the original Godzilla, I think a tonal similarity or uh, of, of just kind of sadness and seriousness that I think reflects the ideas of, of giant monsters destroying portions of the city. But I am really glad uh, that you end up liking these because if not, um, you watched a lot and it would have been a real drag, I think. And so... Um, you know, it's, it's interesting that like in my memory, King Kong versus Godzilla was such a gateway for me as a kid, but even rewatching it next to all these other movies, I can see really besides the basics of two monsters that have name recognition fighting, it really doesn't hold a candle to a lot of the other stuff we watch. So I'm going to have to re recalibrate my own rankings of, of some of these movies, but uh, definitely what has held up is that I had a total blast revisiting Geigen for the first time in, you know, t maybe 20 years, more than 20 years, 25 years. Jesus, I'm old. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, the Mechagodzilla movies hold up fantastically as well. Peter, we're going to take a little break 
from Godzilla. Because if since we're doing a double month, we also want to hit on, hey, what in this era was influenced by, you know, one of the most influential movie series of all time. And we're going to uh, next cover a movie called The X from Outer Space, which is, uh, I think it's called, pronounced uh, Shakachu. Uh, it's a production by a company called Shakachu in Japan that was a smaller product, much smaller, uh, you know, uh, co- uh, production company than Toho. Uh, they made some early um, Kurosawa films like uh, and some other art house type films, but they had a, a little run in horror films that got new life by Criterion releasing uh, when horror came to Shakachu box set uh, for their clip series like like 20 years ago, 15 years ago. Um, it's going to be our second of those, Peter, because you know what the first one was? Uh, which one? Uh, Goke. Oh. It was one of the four horror movies they produced uh, during the, the time that they were around. This is a real blast from the past kind of theme because we're jumping back to stuff we did at the first the, year. The yeah, Goke was one of the 2016. Yeah, uh, yeah, 2016. Goke was one of the first ones. I, I, I mean, I, I had that box set and I, I, uh, I, I loved Goke. Um, but the other one on there was their one attempt to kind of make a kaiju film that is, has garnered a lot of cult, um, cult status because it is – it is uh, – if you thought these Godzilla movies were silly, Peter, this one is kind of uh, crazy. But also has a lot of like go-go dancers and drugs and other things. So it's – I like all It's a things. bizarre movie. It is a lot of fun. Um, and it's called the – if I didn't say it, it's called The X from Outer Space. And we're going to be joined by someone who loves all of those things as well, our swampy buddy Brandon Lede, uh, who who also loves this movie. So uh, – Our brother from another game. Yep. Uh, so Yeah. Little, little, not taking a break from 60s Japan era kaiju movies are taking a little Godzilla break. And we'll see you uh, where, with a different roar next week. to We Love to Watch. If you made it to the end, hopefully you liked what you heard today. And if you'd like to hear more, please go to patreon.com slash we love to watch. And if you can chip in a few bucks, that would really help us keep the lights on and keep us moving forward. Uh, it wasn't an implicit threat by Peter. He just didn't know how to say it. But either way, we'll continue to make more. But it would be helpful uh, as we explain to our loved ones where all our money is going, which is all on server space. Uh, <laughs> if you can't, <laughs> uh, if you don't have a few bucks to chip in, we totally understand. And you want to support the show 
show, we truly, absolutely would appreciate a uh, review on iTunes. I know every podcast says it, and it's because it really does help, and so every podcast wants that help. So please go leave us a positive review so that when people find this show organically, they hopefully want to tune in and listen. And thanks again for all of your listenership and support and time throughout the years. Uh, We really do appreciate you. Uh, With kisses and smooches, Peter and Aaron. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs>